This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome. You're into the home of the ECU Pirates. Pirate Nation, stand up and put your hooks in the sky. Let's make this competition feel what it's like to be surrounded. Y'all with me? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get it started. Get your hands at your pocket. Turn up the volume. We're the bomb and you're the target. It's on. Mind blowing with the whatnots. Doing everything but stop. Trust dog. Y'all ain't ready for this. High powered. ECU's on fire. Welcome into Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. I'm Dave Richmond. The Pirates lose a buzzer beater. I'm actually punched my. I've got a room tonight at Heartbreak Hotel. The Pirates lose 78 to 75 with us right now. My good buddy from China Grove, Bubba Rosenbaum. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot, Dave. Uh, doing okay, relatively speaking. Heartbreak for the Pirates and Damian Dunn. Uh, what a shot. Uh, not that bad a defense on that final play, but uh, he just made a clutch shot and you know, tip your hat to him. And you said punched. Uh, I thought you were about to say that you punched a hole in the wall or something, Dave. I thought you were going to have to do some <laughs> sheetrock work. Yeah, I've got to call one of my handymen uh, to come in because I'm so angry with officiating, but that's a whole – we'll get to that. One of The only – Bubba, I promise you the only good thing about this show, besides our viewers and listeners, is our good friend. Welcome to the show, Overtime. You can come on as much as you want. B Pays, what's up, brother? Oh, I'm enjoying it. Hey, uh, I didn't know you. Bubba, you from China Grove? I'm originally from Lexington. I went to North Davidson, and I know you remember Domaine Duckett. Domaine was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was a year ahead of me, but uh, I, I grew up in the greater Winston-Salem area, and then I moved here when I got married. Go down to Gary's Barbecue, get me two uh, sandwiches with hot sauce and a, a side of onion ring. Gotcha. Oh, that sounds good <laughs> to me. <laughs> you can make me happy. You can. <laughs> yeah. well, well, where do we where do we start? Well, uh, definitely a disappointment. I would say that uh, certainly with that shot, the um, Pirates started out uh, kind of cold. It was what guys seven nothing early on mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, disappointing start for the Pirates. But, of course, the great thing about basketball that I love so much is that it's a game of runs, and the Pirates actually, I think, it trimmed that lead pretty fast, 7-5. to five. And, uh, you know, I, I really thought with uh, with this team, uh, once one of the common elements is a scoring drought, like they saw in the second half. They have a every game there's a three- or four-minute drought, and every possession with this team – is is very crucial, very important because they seem to be pays like we talk about football, but basketball too. Now with Dooley, you and I were um, talking in the in the green room about um, these are these are games that are so close, and and you know as well as I do with the with basketball. I mean, one little mistake can be the difference in the game, and it seems like with this team, um, you can't you can't give three or four minutes without shooting, uh, making baskets. No, and uh, I mean, it seems like every game there's a run where they just they they go through one of these runs. That's part of basketball, I guess, the momentum. But yeah, it's um, it gets it gets frustrating because you know, as a fan, we can see some of the things that looks like it's going to happen. Like you know, you know, like Brandon Suggs had that turnover late in the game, 
right before he had, I said, please, Brandon Suggs, do not have a turnover. <laughs> and he went right in that middle and threw that ball away. So you kind of see, I mean, it's some some of the patterns. Um, but, you know, hey, the kid made a shot at the end. You can't really yeah. – I mean, you know, he made a shot. And that's, that's going to happen. I mean, you know, it's going to happen in this business. So. Yeah, this is our first true road game, and I think all in all we handled it very well. And it's amazing. You look up, you score 75 points, and you shoot over 50% from the floor despite uh, the four-plus-minute drought to start the game, and then you had about a six-minute oh, yeah. drought there in the second half, uh, like Dave mentioned, from the 15-and-a-half-minute mark down to about the nine-and-a-half-minute mark. Pirates mm-hmm. didn't score a point and you know, still had a chance to win. Yeah, you have, you know, and you have your lead score. They they held him to eight points tonight, you know, Tristan. Yep. They doubled him a lot on that perimeter. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it, it, it's a tough loss, but uh, you know, me and Dave are talking in the green room. Listen, we're not getting blown out. I mean, you got to look at our, our, you know, Oklahoma's 11 and three. Davidson is 12 and two and is leading the Atlantic 10 right yeah, now. Yeah, Davidson's um, won 11 straight. 11 straight, yeah. And then, you know, Liberty's going to be Liberty. So, you know, you're going to lose, you know, you probably won a game last week that you probably shouldn't have with Tulane because, you know, you probably shouldn't have won that game and you probably should have won the game today. So a uh, tough stretch coming up with Cincy and Memphis and UCF, you know, that that run. But Cincinnati's not the same Cincinnati. I think there's there's some winnable game. I think we could beat Memphis at home next, next Saturday. And this is another game, um, you know, you've heard Coach Dooley say it several times now as far as if we can just find a way on um, those stretches where we go five, six minutes without a point. Right. If you can just, you know, score a few points in that stretch, then you win the game. Um, instead of uh, instead of F play, then, you know, have C basketball during that stretch. Um, hopefully that team or this team will figure that out as the season goes on and, it's it's amazing, um, you know, given given that stretch that we still had a chance to win against a, a young but talented Temple team on the road, a team that just won at UCF. Yeah, and I think that you have to – there's got to be somebody else on this team that can get to the basket. Um, you know, I think you saw Tremont be able to do it, and, you know, Tristan can be able to do it, but who's that third guy? Vance Jackson had some big threes today, but then he also has some times where he got caught up in the middle. And I, it confuses me a little bit because he's so he's big guy, you know, and, uh, you know, and how big is, you know, um, Frank's play today. It's Frank, oh, right? I, yeah, yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Frank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Frank, yeah. I mean, that's his play today. You know, the only thing, I, and I always struggle with East Carolina. I love East Carolina basketball. God bless me. It's probably put some age on my – probably put some gray hairs on me and things like that. I, I love it. But I wish we had a big guy that could just go up and yank it on some folks. Like like that that end of the game sequence where Frank got the ball inside, and I guess he tried to double pump and go up and got fouled, and he missed the one – he did one-on-one a free throw. I'm, I'm yelling at the TV in my little – just go up and flush it. Just go up and flush it. Don't hesitate. Just go up yeah. and flush it and be done with it. Yeah, no question. I was uh, – I loved his play. We missed him, of course. I think he was on COVID protocol last game, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, we have him back. But I tell you, I, I tell you one of the uh, – to me, one of the guys that frustrates me, and I think he's a great player, he's so streaky as J.J. Miles. Uh, my man, I'll tell you what, he's a sharpshooter. 
you get that kid going, man, he is uh, unstoppable. Um, he, he's the one that not – and it's a team sport. I'm not just uh, harping on him, saying that's why we lost the game. I don't want to sound like that. I'm just saying if, if you look at his body of work, all of a sudden he gets – you know, makes a few in a row, and then you're like, what happened to you the rest of the game? You know, if you, he's the kind of guy that easily with his abilities could be scoring 20, 25 points a game. I think, I mean, based on his shooting ability, but I don't know what happens to him. He'll make a few in a row, and then he he, go, he, he goes absent. So we're talking about those scoring droughts. When they were, you know, double, triple team in Newton, you know, he's one of those guys that could knock down a three or mm-hmm. knock down a big jump shot, in my opinion. That's, you know, we, uh, we have, by the way, if you want to make a comment on our question on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, then you can do that, and we'll put that up as B pays has done many, many times on our show over the years, so last couple of years. So um, you could do that. I know Josh Thomas has been chiming in. Um, but, guys, that was uh, that was one of those games that we, you know, we are not going to finish number 11, uh, I don't think. But I really believe we are the sixth or seventh best team in the league. And those games like that could really propel us to do even better than what I think that we're going to do is so uh, we got to find a way to claw, bite, scratch, claw those those victories out one way or another. Yeah, and I think you look at it two ways. So you could say, hey, we've had two tough ones, one one, lost one. So does that build for you, you know, for the future? Does that get you ready when it comes to close games down down the stretch? Um, you know, I think it's just like we're missing one thing. There's there's one element. And I think it's just that, you know, I talked about her, it's just that third person that can, in clutch time, can get to the basket. Um, you know, you look back at that 2000. Somebody like Winston uh, Tabs. Yeah. yeah, Winston Tabs, yeah. <laughs> well, you look back at that, you know, that, that CIT run we made, the thing that made that run such a good was Miguel Paul. Miguel yeah. Paul could yeah. get to the basket. And he could, and he, and the thing is, they had to respect Miguel shooting at three too. And so, um, I think Tremont can be that guy because I mean, look what Tremont did in the game: stole couple, the ball, yeah. hit a three, you know, played the D. And it, I mean, so yeah, Page. he had a dunk. Yeah. To your, to so, your point, Pays, as far as Miguel Paul, think about the the three to win the CIT. Uh, Akeem Richmond, Miguel Paul was getting pressure out there at the top of the key and you know he started to penetrate and you know he found found Akeem on the left wing and it was ball game yeah yeah and I mean that's it and I mean that's that's what I think we're I think we're missing I think if we had a point guard that could do that not not that Tremont maybe he can but I just don't think the way the offense is running right now you know I I, I don't like Newton at point guard I don't like him having to control the ball out not a, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys that I haven't been, and now that you said that, I'm glad you said that B pays because uh, I was going to say that a few games ago and I've just realized I'm getting so old. I forgot, <laughs> but I was going to say that why don't we have TRW as a point guard and Newton as he's, he's more to me, a shooting guard. Don't you guys think he's a two? I he's think a two. Yeah, he, he's a two that can penetrate off the dribble. I think he's a two that, yeah, I think when you put him out, up top as a point guard, I think it takes a little bit of a, you know, I think it takes a little bit of a way from what he can um, do because that's what they did today. So basically they doubled him on the perimeter. They doubled him out on that three-point line and made him get rid of the ball. 
Um, But if you've got a point guard, a true point guard that can penetrate and make make them come to him so he can get it out to those guys, I think that, uh, you know, I think that would be, you know, I think we've got all the other elements. I mean, you know, I think we've got all the other elements. And and then you had, you know, you had a – the Dunn kid had a special day today. You're going to have that. I mean, I'm sure Tulane went home the other night was like, you know, damn, Newton killed us. Well, that's how we feel today about Dunn. I mean, the kid just had a special game. A question. And one of the things that we were talking about before uh, Bubba was, um, while Pace and I were in the green room, was that kid's from Kinston. It's something we've talked about so many times on Overtime and on this show is – you know, I was telling Pace, uh, joking with Pace, we need like a satellite office, Bubba, like in Kinston somewhere where we can have some dude. Can we get some? I don't know how legal that is, but some dude to recruit Kinston only. I mean, is it a coach or what do we have to do to to camp out in Kinston? I don't. I mean, I don't, Bubba. You might can think the the last kid I believe we had from Kinston was Chuck Jones in the mid nineties. Yeah. Definitely remember Chuck Jones, and and then you had remember uh, Ingram transfer back from Wake Forest. That's right, he was yeah Ingram transfer. I forgot, yeah, yeah Ingram transfer back, yeah. But I don't remember us getting in because I think Chuck was a transfer too, if I remember. I think he went to JUCO or something first. Um, I want to say I want to say Chuck Jones came directly, but I may be mistaken. But uh, but yeah, to your point. Guys, as far as the recruitment of Kinston, Johnny Gardner and I were talking about this and may have actually been at halftime during the game, talking about the game that Dunn was uh, having. And I knew I recalled a story. You know, his senior year, he transferred and played down in Georgia. So when that happened, um, oh. when that happened, I, I know um, there was a connection between Coach McKee at Temple and Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, According to what I heard, and um, that mm. led to, led to him uh, choosing Temple, despite East Carolina recruiting him heavily, especially during his days when he was at Kinston. Uh, I think he was on our campus a lot, maybe like his you know, freshman and sophomore years of high school. Was, yeah, because um, I looked at his offer yeah. list was Charlotte Temple, uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my Charlotte Temple, Georgia Southern. Couple other maybe mid mid majors, um, but Old he, it, wasn't, it wasn't even an offer from East Carolina. Okay, yeah, yeah that's so. what that that just drives me crazy. And in Pitt County, as Pace and I were talking about, yeah, Farmville Central and South Central are very good in basketball. You know, there's got to be some of those kids are going to ACC schools. So why you know even the second, as I joke about Kinston, but the second or third best guy at South Central. Marvel Central, some of the other area high schools are, are good enough to play in America. You know, I mean, I, I really believe that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but um, not not seeing a bench player on those teams. But there's got to be. You can only pick so many guys, and um, anyway, I just that's just so frustrating. It's a story, I guess, because we don't have a storybook history, a storybook mm-hmm. past, a rich tradition of basketball, but. I really believe basketball is a sport that if we put some love into it beyond, I know we did with the the practice facility, but one of the things I've heard privately that we're hearing from different sources is Dooley's very upset because what he's promised he hasn't. And, you know, uh, we were talking about another coach pays, you know, it's amazing how our school does it. They're promised a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it comes time when the chips are down, that, you know, 
the cards are on the table, so to speak, then, uh, yeah. Oh, you remember we were talking about that practice facility? Yeah, you're not going to get that this year. Um, so that's what is very frustrating. Basketball, we haven't – I know we recruited, was it two or three years ago, we had a $2 million budget for mm -hmm. recruiting for basketball. But, you know, what what is it going to take for – us to put more love for basketball. I don't know. What is uh? So, what are some of the things that we think that's not happening? What is there? What that was promised to him? Do we know? Well, I don't know. Every, I mean, I don't. Maybe Bubba does. I know one thing that he was not told the full story on. Um, I know this um, very well. Is the, the APR situation was a real mat? I mean, it was oh, bad yeah, when, they, yeah, when they took over. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, real bad transfers and all that stuff. And so now, and, and it was just really bad. And he wasn't told the truth about that. Um, as far as I'm not sure about um, everything, um, but I've been, uh, I haven't been told. Have you been told specifics, Bubba? No. Um, one of the things I may guess this may not, this may not be true, but uh, you know. There's a lot of emphasis on being uh, on chartering flights, and I think mm -hmm. we did. We chartered more his his first year or two. I'm not sure if that uh, kind of fell off with some of the financial restraints of COVID, but uh, mm -hmm. I think that I think that could potentially be something. Yeah, yeah. And we know that we know that the athletic director and he uh, have a very frosty relationship. So um, it's a very cold relationship. Um, we've heard that from two or three sources. Um, so not to get off on a tangent on that, but just uh, we need to do everything we can to keep Dooley here. Another problem we have is that um, Dooley's supposed to get after this year 1.2 million. Mm -hmm. And um, so maybe uh, what, <clears throat> one of the problems we have is that um, the fact that they don't want to, uh, the administration I heard doesn't want to pay him 1.2 million. Um, maybe, I don't know, we don't have it, but we've got to find a way to keep Dooley because if not, we're going to go backwards again where you and I were talking about how all these games are so exciting now where you you knew before, like hopefully yeah, Pirate fans in the past we would say in basketball, hopefully we can uh, keep it close. Yeah, they've got to figure – I mean, Gilbert's got to step up and figure a way. I mean, I don't know what his, you know, what his thinking is, but – you know, if you let Dooley go, I mean, nationwide, how attractive this job going to be? I mean, the I thing with yeah. Joe is he's got a Joe's well respected in this industry and in, in in basketball, college basketball. So you let a guy like that go, um, where do you kind of where are you at nationwide when people are looking at this job? That's right, and the other thing that we have pays is the very fact I was thinking about this at halftime is uh, going into the kitchen and getting me a beverage is the very fact that we have, you know, you think about Dooley, we need stability for this program. And I think Joe is happy here. From my understanding, his family, obviously uh, his wife, Tanya um, and Max's son, I, I know they were happy with Greenville um, when they came back here. My, his mom and dad live here. You know, after his first stint, they came, moved to Greenville and fell in love with it. And uh, they they love Greenville. So he's happy here in Greenville. He works tirelessly. The guy works like probably 20 out of 24 hours a day on mm -hmm. basketball. So the stability is something we can't fire a coach every four or five years and then wonder why 
why are we not improving in basketball? You know, I mean, people can argue, well, things aren't going well, but I think even today, 10 and four, um, you want to be 14 and 0, obviously, but 10 and four in basketball, we still have a chance to win, have a winning season. Well, to your, to your point, Dave, um, you know, and this can't, I'm not saying use this as a crutch, but it's just looking at the, the facts of the situation. I mean, Today, if we would have found a way to pull that off, it was the first time that we had, you know, been two and zero in conference play since Dooley's second year of his first stint. So twenty five wow. years uh, since we had been two and zero in league play, and that's the CAA, Conference USA, and the American. And mm -hmm. then in the last forty five years, we've only finished above five hundred in conference play twice. Dooley's second year, his first stint, and that CIT year when we, when we won it all. And, and there's only been a handful of years in there where we finished 500 and play. I mean, it's just, this, I think this job has more going for it than ever before, but that doesn't change the fact that it is still a, a very, very challenging job. And I definitely think it can be done, but more patience is required than, um, than most jobs in my opinion. Yeah, they've got to uh, they've got to just make listen. They got you know we talked about commitment. Yeah, we got the practice facility and things like that. But we've talked about it many times on here, and I've mentioned it. We've got to have a commitment not only from the athletic department but from the marketing department. We got to have a commitment to the the program. You can't just listen. Um, during uh, during when Mo was coach, I DJed a lot of recruiting stuff. And I used to listen to these recruits like talking, you know, when when these recruits would come in, you know, their mom and dad would be talking. They'd be around me while I was DJing. I just would catch different things. And the things that these kids and these and these folks want, like they want excitement. They want I call it smoking, smoking mirrors. They want all the stuff around these. They want to see excitement at a game. They want to see the music right, the giveaways right. Like they recruits, they look at stuff like this. this. These kids are these kids are different now. I mean, they you know they look at the uniforms and what kind of how, how many pairs of shoes they're gonna have, or you know if they come on a recruiting visit, how the atmosphere and the music and stuff like that are. It's it's serious. They really truly do, and I think we have to step up on the marketing side and be able to do that stuff because the product will come. The product will get better, and it's gotten better. I mean, listen, I was hard on Dooley last year. Last year, I mean, I love Coach, but I thought that at some points last year, I know it was a COVID situation, but I thought at some points last year he got out coached in the second half a lot of games, and I think he had to. I think this year, I think he made the moves. You know, I mean, we lost Gardner, but. To me, we've got just as good a team we would have with Gardner. And I, I know that's probably yeah. not a popular opinion in East Carolina athletics, but I think we play faster and better. So we just got to add – we've got to add the marketing part of this to to, to, to thing. And we, we have a great logo. We have great colors. We have um, a rabid fan base. Um, we have Adidas as a sponsor. Yeah, we got to use all that to make sure that we're doing the right thing to market to market this program. And Bubba, you know, I was telling Pays that, and you're another example of a great pirate in your family. 
Um, but we have a lot of great pirates that between watching and listening and people that don't even know about us, maybe, um, but in Pirate Nation, that if we had a huge basketball, a kickoff to basketball, um, and have B pays, you know, their DJ, and we've got a lot of great people that have a lot of great talents, we could put on a killer, we could put on a killer show, and that could be maybe their fundraiser, right? Pays, I mean, and you know, with the different hip hop artists that you know and different things we could do. We could do some really cool stuff there. And that's, to me, one of the things I look at as a coach is to definitely sell your team. Sell your, you know, like that. And that's one thing that's missing for me right now. I'm hoping that Pirate the at ECU, at the Ward Sports Medicine Building, I'm, I wish they would listen to us. Let's do next year a killer basketball kickoff or whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you call it, but I will help out. if And if I have to volunteer, pro bono, whatever, I'll do it to help oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was about my school. Absolutely, I was telling uh, Dave in the uh, in the green room uh, when I was in radio in, in uh, Wilmington, and the I was doing radio down there from two thousand one to two thousand four, and this was at the height of when UNCW was really good. Um, you know, Brett Blizzard and um, the tournament get teams. Uh, tournament, yeah, they you know they, they beat uh, I think it was they beat USC and lost on the last second shot to Maryland first round, won a couple of CAA tournaments. Um, but I used to do their kickoff. It was a, it was tremendous, man. I mean, it was free. They gave free food to all the students. There was music. There was games. There was um, a radio partner of mine. Um, his name is B Dot. He works at One Hundred Two Jams in Greensboro. He is now the in host. Hubert hired him as the in host at Carolina basketball games now, uh, and he's doing a hell of a job. And the reason he got the job was. He did their Midnight Madness. The you know I, I think it's Midnight with Hugh. It used to be Midnight Roy. I think I guess they call it Midnight with or, or Late Night with Roy. I think it's Late Night with Huber now. But that's how they he did such a good job at the Late Night thing. They hired him for the whole year. Like he is doing. He's doing women's too. I saw him at Carmichael. Like he's doing everything. I mean, but he brought a whole nother. Kids love him. I mean, that's the stuff we've got to think outside the box. Um, we got to start to have. We can't be like this marketing wise with basketball. We got to kind of be like this. We can't keep going to the well to the same folks, making sure, okay, we're going to use the same things. We got we got to think outside the box. When you're an underdog, you're coming in, you got to, you can't do like everybody else. You got to, you got to be able to uh, consult and do different things, um, you know, to do that. So, why not have a and pays your perfect example point person of why not have a maybe a, a, a pre-show kind of like a hip-hop concert something that we could do um, before the game or after the game will be killer you know like to and the students would you, you talk about a whole bunch of students would show up you know mm -hmm. like uh, it, it, little things like that they can talk about financials all they want to but that's how you know, the old thing, you got to spend a little money to make a little money. Nobody's saying we're going to try to get somebody that's a million dollar concert that we can't afford. I'm just saying things like little things like that, that maybe would do that. Plus, I was reading an article today about Krzyzewski Bill. You know, I've said a long time, you know, you had some great ideas, Pays, about the drink and the piece of pizza. Yeah. You know, broke college kid. Yeah, a slice of pizza sounds good when you're broke. So, oh, absolutely. Slice pizza will <laughs> save your life. You know, it'll save your life on a, on a Thursday night. But I mean, you know, why not the administration? We have tents set up for something like, you know, Houston coming to town, Memphis coming to town. Um, you know, do you camp out, you know, for the, you know, for the tickets, 
make it like an event. That's what we used to have, you know, is uh, we used to make it an event, you know, a party, uh, like atmosphere. Um, obviously, the game is very important. But some of these, uh, no offense because I know where they, but some of these promotions, we've been doing these same promotions year after year after year. Let's come up with different promotions. Um, and I'm not trying to pick on people. I'm just saying that that's what you were talking about that. But when you're in a in game atmosphere, uh, we've got to we've got to come up with more um, excitement. And that's how I think that would add Bubba and I talk about all the time. We got to Josh was talking about we got to get fans to Menji's for next Saturday's game. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a huge game. Um, me, and right my dad are coming. Me, and my, me and my dad are coming down next Saturday. See, there you go. Uh, he said, "We got a." Uh, Josh says, and he's right. We got to pack Menji's next Saturday. That's going to be a huge game. But a game like that, right? You have um, giveaways. We could give away. Who knows? College kids love AirPods, uh, like they did for that. Uh, like they did for the Halloween game. You remember that for football? They gave away a whole bunch of like you know tuition free. Um, I wish they would do stuff like that. Maybe it has to be on a smaller scale for basketball, but. Stuff like that was really – I thought they, the administration did a great job on that football game, um, Bubba. It, and, and the thing is, Dave, you're, for basketball, you're trying to get, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 there. If you get more, great. But if, yeah. you, can get, if you can get a consistent 1,500 to 2,000 students right. for basketball, like I'm trying to remember if it was Old Dominion or there was one of those home games where we where we had – it was actually maybe it was Gardner-Webb. It was a little bit later on uh, – closer to Christmas break, but, but we had a little over a thousand mm-hmm. students for, uh, and there's no reason that can't be consistently done. And th- there have been, uh, in fairness, some, some good promotions here in the last few years. Um, you remember the, uh, the beach towel giveaway yeah. there in, in February, uh, right before students are getting ready to go on spring break. So things like that, the, the vintage coasters and with the script pirates and the, the old pirate head from the seventies, uh, those were good giveaways, but uh, I definitely agree with you guys, and that's something that you've heard former head coaches like Mike Steele and uh, Matt McCarthy talk about on Pirate Radio over the years in terms of uh, you know being creative and just by thinking outside of the box, like Pays mentioned. Yeah, I mean, you got to – you know, the target, you know, that 25 to 45 crowd is the – you've got to figure a way to get those folks in there consistently. Like the, you know, the, the old school alumni, people that have been following pirate, they're going to stay, they're going to come to those games regardless of their one. I mean, that, right. that crowd, that crowd's going to come, but that 25 to 45 age range, number one is a money spending range. Number two is they are what I consider influencers. They influence a lot of stuff. So you got to, you've got to start to do that. Do a pre big game. Do a pregame concert, or you know, NBA teams who were struggling with attendance. They they started to bring in halftime people. Um, you know, we talk about Rob Bates. I saw Rob Bates doing a Washington Wizards game the other day at halftime. He just went and performed a record, at, you know, at halftime. Yeah. So that's the thing we have to. And I I go back to this with anything that we do to grab the casual fan in anything that we're doing now. You have to think outside the box just from the game. Um, you have to have, I mean, this is an extreme thing, but Jacksonville Jaguars was having problems getting people in the game. What they do? They they put a, a pool and a bar yeah. up on the, the corner. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's the stuff. And I'm not saying we got to put a pull on the bar, but we have to think outside the box to get the casual fan into the games, whether that's a some kind of drink special or or a halftime beer garden or or whatever it is. That's where you've got to take advantage of of, you know, of that. Um, so. Yeah, giveaways, kid. Listen, my daughter didn't want to go get the um the booster shot. She's six years old. CVS, you know what CVS did? They gave poppets. Poppets, the fu- yeah. poppets are the poppets are the biggest kid thing in America right now. As You're soon right. as we pull, pulled up and they said, "Hey, we're going to give you a poppet to get your shot," she rolled that sleeve up like, "Yeah, right here, right here, So, like, we have to use whatever's trendy at the time. We need to use some of that stuff inside of our marketing. I think sometimes, and this is no disrespect to Ryan Robinson or anybody over there, but I think we sometimes have to put ourselves in other people's shoes and think outside the box. Don't we can't stay right here. We got to think: what does a twenty-five-year-old want? What does a woman want? What does a minority want? What does our core? And, and it's got to be a good balance because you're not going to grow it. And until you do that and pays, I tell you what, you know, baseball in particular, but there's a community, the Latino community is so um, passionate about a lot, including mm-hmm. uh, with sports. And I don't think we've done a good job. And I'm just being honest and real Latino community growing and growing like it has over the last 20 years here in, in North Carolina, for example. But just think about how many people we're missing out on. Um, I I would like to see some outreach there and that not only them, everybody, but I'm just saying that's a, a population that we're not even you don't see. I, I I don't think I've ever seen a Latino there at a basketball game that I can think of. Cornelia Church in um, in Greenville, Bishop Rosie O'Neill in Greenville. They have fifteen hundred to two thousand people on a Sunday over there. Yeah. Do a Cornelia night. You were going to need a night at the, at the basketball game. I mean, there and there's that's just one. There's there's other churches. There's you know there's the you know there's other uh, there's other things there that when you think there's going to be some trouble, maybe you not have enough fans there or whatever. Or but there's things that you can do. Um, I like jo- Josh's comments there. I think that yeah, I definitely think that ten dollar. Lower the ticket prices, having some ten dollar tickets, um, having more of the combo deals, you know, two tickets, two hot dogs, two drinks, two popcorns, or uh, yeah. you know, as a family, you know, having having those things. We just got to think outside the box. We can't just open the doors and think uh, we're going to spend money in advertising, and you know, you just can't do that, man. You got we're in an age right now where digital is you know we can watch the games all the time we don't have to go to the games um you know it's not me and dave was talking in agreement it's not like when we were school in the 90s you know it was home team sports and yeah it was like four or five yeah it was like four four or five games you know if you were lucky uh i remember i remember espn2 came i like sophomore year craig kilborn was the yeah. Craig Kilborn was the color guy. I remember that game. Was yeah, it that old, yeah. Dominion, old Dominion that was on ESPN? Too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, back, that was back like, when they oh, had Odell Hodge. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That was like oh, Craig yeah. Kilborn there. I mean, that was like that was huge. I mean, that was like that was like that was like big time. Yeah. I forgot all about that pace. 
Yeah, yeah, like that. You know, when when we were thinking, we were thinking, you know, something. Like, but we've got to get creative. We have to think outside the box when it comes to this stuff, man. And there's got to be a commitment there. Um, I think they've made a commitment in certain aspects to the football there. Uh, but you know, we we talk about. Um, you know, Bubba did a good thing this week of getting a video out about, you know, trying to get members of the Pirate Club. Creative stuff like that and getting people to these games, showing them a good time. Hey, man, I've been in a, I've been a DJ for 25 years and I've had club club gigs. You know, you know why I let the ladies in free till midnight? Because I know if I let the women in free, the guys will be there. OK, so. That's the stuff we got to think of. Okay, let's do something to get the people, give them the experience, and they'll come back. You know, they'll come back. They'll eventually come back. But you got to get them in. You can't just try to kill them. You can't try to knock them over the head at first and then want them to come back. Give them, give, you know, give a church 300 free tickets and say, here, bring everybody to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like today, I mean, not today, but the last game, you could literally, uh, Paige, you could, Bubba and I were talking about this, you could literally do like this, one, two, three. There was so many, I mean, you make a great point, because guess what? It's like a lost leader. Um, if you bring those people in, you can sell, you can sell like maybe concessions, and then maybe somebody buys a sweatshirt, anything's better, but at least get them there. That's one thing, um, it's, we're creatures of habit, you know? If you get in the habit of uh, there. Absolutely, Josh. Ladies in free till 730. <laughs> <laughs> but but like do doing things like that, because that's the casual fan. Now there's there's ladies that love basketball is going to come and watch it all the time. But the casual fan make it cool to be a date night at a at a ECU basketball game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Offer something before. I know they offer it for the pirate club and the and the you know, the, the upper donors, they have the room and stuff over there. Listen, those guys are going to come regardless. Okay, those guys are going to be there regardless. The average fan, we need to offer something for the average fan to come. If it's a beer garden before the game with some entertainment, if it is whatever, to, got you, you got to hook them in. So pretty much, guys, somebody? I mean, we obviously, sorry, Dave, we don't have the funds of a minor league baseball team, but, you know, we need to think outside the box. And and granted, the product is getting better, but it's still not – it's not there yet. And um, clearly the fan support isn't on board. So we have to do things kind of like a minor league baseball team to uh, do everything yeah. to make yeah. it make it fun to be in an East Carolina basketball game. Hey, yeah, Paige, I have a – I, I love those practice, you know, speaking of the practice facility for men's and women's basketball, you could do a really cool like tailgate before the game where we have B-Pace playing. Yeah, like maybe you have some hip hop artists, something cool before the game or after, like I said, after the game, you could have a huge event um, where people, you know, you have to stay to after the game to be able to see the, you know, whatever it is. Um, if it's a seven o'clock game, you could do something at nine or if it's a definitely a weekend kind of thing, but I, I would like to, those kind of things, like you said, Pays, it's just like, I don't care what, look, I'm not like, it's not like I'm trying to make money off of the, my university. I just want to see something, you know, different and mm -hmm. support for the basketball well, program. Like the Memphis, what time is the Memphis game? What time? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. At two o'clock or one o'clock, 
they need to have, and I know we're in a COVID situation. We got to be careful with the thing, but at one one o'clock or so, they need to have something over in the parking lot for them students. Yep. Because once you get them over there and you feed them, give them some drinks or whatever, get them tickets in again, the they'll be ready to roll. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, have something in the parking lot for them. I mean, do something to bring those folks in and then do something. Listen, I, I've been doing this long enough to know you can get stuff paid for. Listen, there's sponsors oh, yeah. you can go you can go oh, yeah. get. But the, the problem we, the problem we have in East Carolina, and I, I've been saying this for for five six years, we keep going back to the same well every time. And at, at some point, the, there's not going to be any water in that well. And we got to we got to get some diversity, and we've got to get some new ideas to attract the audience because. God bless the folks that have been given for 50, 60 years. But at some point, they're going to not be here anymore. And you have to have a plan to get these folks, this younger audience who thinks differently now. They think differently. Listen, I, I'm in radio. I, I look at research every day. And I can tell you, this new generation, they take media and things indifferently than we do right. and they they like the the, the the that they like the the you know we talk about the athletes like in the uniforms they got you know six or seven they, they like you know they like we have adidas as a sponsor man we should do an old school adidas jumpsuit night or something like we have the biggest shoe ever in the culture right now is an Adidas, the Yeezy. The Kanye West Yeezy is the biggest shoe in the court besides their Jordan. Let's do something with it. Let's let's buy a pair of Yeezys and have the students come in for a drawing and at the end of the night, give a pair away Yeezy. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And I know uh, with Run DMC, are, are they still touring? Yeah, yeah, and you have the run. Yeah, I mean, I did the run ECU shirts about ten years ago. I don't know if y'all ever saw that. They said run. I ECU. did. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was. Uh, I saw Domain Duckett or you know some yeah, of those, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some, some of those guys wearing the run ECU shirts. Yeah, it, yeah, we had the run. I mean, I saw and, and John uh, John Newton. I saw I sold about four hundred shirts, and I tried to get them in UBE, but they, you know, you know how that goes. But but you know, but. It was like people loved those shirts, and what it was black folks, white folks, women. We had women tees. We had like people, that's the stuff we got to use. We've got to use our advantage of the, the relationships that we already have built. Let's use those relationships. Let's let's spark. You know, um, we just I just don't think we just. I think sometimes we just don't think outside the box. And like I said, that's no disrespect to those guys. Everybody's got a job to do, and I'm not sitting over there in war, so I don't know. I don't know what some of their um, deficiencies are or what they go up against. Uh, I know it's a, sometimes it's a budgetary thing. I get it. Um, but can we just like, can we start to start to not just look here and, and start to really and start to grow? Cause it's, it's a downhill slide because if that grows, the pirate club grows, you know, and like you're, like you're saying pays um, a university of our size, um, I know my dad, for instance, but I'm sure there's countless others um, that are probably in the promotional items business in some way, shape or form. And sure, those people have to make money, but, uh, you know, gifts in kind and those sorts of things. I'm um, working with them um, for giveaways, whether, whether they're 
you know, complimentary for a pirate club credit or, you know, at a reduced rate where they're, where they're getting them at a relatively low cost. And, uh, you know, you have, um, Craig chimed in here on Facebook with an excellent point saying, uh, generally, you know, if families of three, four, and five, they're getting there. So you really have to look at prices times four. If you're thinking about families attending sporting events as it gets higher, it's harder for parents to justify versus other entertainment options. And that's definitely true. Um, Every kid in East Carolina under the age of 12 should get in free. I'm telling you. Now, Dave, if, I'm trying to remember when, the age when 12, they should get in free. When I went to the Southern Miss, when I went to the Southern Miss game, I was at the ticket office for just a moment, and I may, there may be a, a children's ticket available, but if not, then um, there should definitely be a, a children's ticket available for four or five bucks. Uh, if not, to what B Pays just suggested. Well, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me, Pays, just like Richard, you and Bubba are talking about, is the very fact of we've got to find ways to get. This is what I'm coming here. Here's what I'm coming from. And I failed to mention just a little bit ago is a very fact that we need to get butts and seats. Correct. And guess what? Oh, when, you get butts and, when you get butts and seats, we're talking about 50, 50 games. We're trying to build this program. And today was a perfect example, even though it was in Philly at Temple. When we have these 50, 50 games like Dooley's built this program so far that that crowd at Minji's man, when you get a crowd there, it's one of the loudest venues I've ever been to in my life. Bubba and I, we've talked about that many times. If we can get these fans, and then we're talking about uh, creatures of habit. Johnny has a, a comment here. I drove from Virginia with, uh, through the remnants of a blizzard on Wednesday to see the Pirates play. I was in Section 113, and the fans sitting around me were very vocal and involved. If more fans like that would show up in numbers, Menjis will be a very tough place for opponents to visit. Amen, Brother Johnny. Absolutely. That place is built, built for... It's so loud in there when you get a crowd and it doesn't have to be uh, like a foe like NC State. It could be whatever team non-conference conference game. And another thing, guys, is that the thing that frustrates me is for football is so difficult to get 51,000. Right. We only need uh, three, four thousand, even if it was half full. Um, that place is electric, even when it's not even at 50 percent capacity. And you have to. If you show the excitement, people will know, you know, there's an old school. If you promote clubs, there's an old school rule that you hold the line outside. You hold the line. And what that means is when people are driving by the venue and they see a line outside and there could there only could be about 50 people inside. But if they hold the line, oh, man, that place is about to be packed. And they and you hold the line. You don't let everybody in at one time. Right. What my pre pre preface is. Let's do a couple games, do $5 tickets or do kids in free, pack the place, let people see what it can be, and they'll be excited about getting in there. Right. And that's just, it's as easy as that because those seats are going to be empty regardless. If they're not, exactly. if they're not by, they're going to be empty regardless. So why not do something to put those, put people in those seats, show what it can be. Use social media, use pictures, use Twitter, put it on TikTok, put it on Snapchat, and show everything that is going on with that. And then when an average casual fan is going through their TikTok and they're like, the music's blasting, the kids are dancing, people are having, oh, I got to go to this game. But you're not going to get them in there if you don't give them anything that, you know, sometimes you got to, 
I've always been told it. Sometimes you got to bite the bullet to win in the end. And we need to be able to do that. Like with, especially with basketball, baseball is self-service fine. Football will keep growing. It is what it is. But basketball, we got a lot of work to do when it comes to marketing and getting folks in those games. And we need to use every community organization there is and give it to them until we're, until we don't have to give it to them anymore. Right. Right. With the boys and girls club. Go, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, and Paige, you, you were talking about churches. What about something like the boys and girls club, how they are uh, awesome to my two kids and the oh, coastal yeah, plains. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could have a, a day where you have, uh, you know, those games, just like Bubba, you know, with the Southern Miss, when they had that noon game um, and it's nobody there, you could have like a lot of organizations uh, that game, because if not, you know, that was a game. In my opinion, I think that was a huge mistake to have a noon game. That was December 21st, but we lost a lot of money that day for having a game just to help Southern Miss out. No disrespect to the, the Golden Eagles, but I, I, it was good for Bubba and it, the crowd that's a few hours away. I get it. But as far as um, for us that, you know, we, we had, I was able to go to that game. But as far as for money wise, why not have it a late afternoon game? But I'd have been there if it was seven o'clock as well. So that that didn't change anything I, I, as far as I, I, but yes, yeah. it make it easier. But I'm yeah, just I mean, saying that you hurt you're hurting yourself by doing these crazy. I mean, understandably, there's you know if that, if that's December 23rd, something like that, we could totally understand. But it was December 21st, and I don't want to like get in like a contest about you know being nitpicky. I just thought that was a like to me. It's like we don't care about basketball. That's the way I took it. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm a huge college basketball fan, and I think that our basketball program has a lot of potential. I think the women's program, Kim uh, McNeil is doing a great job. I think they have a lot of potential, but I just – I know that football is the marquee sport. I get it, but I, I don't think it would – the sad thing pays. I don't think it would take much, and this program could turn around for that stuff, little stuff like that can make all the difference. You know, and you're in a region where basketball matters. Right. It's Kinston, not hockey. It matters right, right. in Farmville. It matters in Kinston. You know, it matters in Little Washington. Um, you're in a region, and then you've got, like, I live in Wendell, like the eastern part of Wake County. There is so many alumni out here in Zebulon, Wendell, Nightdale, that corridor that, you know, it's not at heart. It's an hour for me to go, you know, hour for me to go to Greenville. So, you know, we have to, like I said, we have to start thinking outside of, you know, of the box on that to get these folks in, you know, we got to make it important for the Kinston and the Williamston and, 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 you know, little Washington and Farmville and, you know, and Rocky, even Rocky Mount, you know, yeah, let's let's we'll get folk. Let's get folks, you know, let's get folks into these games. Let's do company nights. Let's do, you know, things like that to get to get these folks into the, the game. I mean, you know, we're not Carolina basketball. And we're never going to be. But my wife is a UNC alumni and the stuff that they send her on an email to get people into basketball games, even on a daily basis is ridiculous like what do they do 
I mean, even with like if it's an ACC game, they're offering like ten dollar tickets for some ACC game. You know, if you sign up, if you're with the alumni association, or if you're with the um, you know the black alumni, the bar, what they call it. Um, you know, we need to get former players doing stuff. I mean, have we reached out to Miguel Paul or Maurice Kemp or or any of the '90s guys to do some PSA? You know, like you know. Just things like that. Um, Green Central head coach Blue Edwards. Yeah, I mean, you got, you, yeah, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, and I'm sure Blue still got some contacts. I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's things like that. Get some of the high school pet bands in there to perform. You know, how about, how about what Mac McCarthy did when he brought in Charles Barkley and then also uh, Dennis Haskins, Mister Belding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, that, and that's you know that's stuff that is is you know easy to do. But when we have a a Saturday game like this one coming up Saturday four o'clock, a Memphis team. You know, there's Penny Hardaway. There's um, Larry Brown on Larry that team. Larry Brown, Rashid Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I I I do something like even like like do something you know targeted. You know, since Penny's come in, you know, do a promotion like a blue chips promotion or something like do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we're going to give you two blue chips for a hot dog and a drink if you buy a regular ticket. It's just just, you know, it's just it's just, you know, it's just stuff like that that we can do. Um, you know, it's just, it's just stuff like that that I think that we miss. Uh, and being in marketing. You have to under, like I said, understand the culture and understand. You have to think outside the box and understand what you're, you know, what's what's the folks that you're missing. What will bring them into the building? Um, and I'm telling you, man, these events have become social. Um, they've become social events. These are not just people. But there's there's right. hardcore folks that are just going to come and watch a basketball game because they love basketball. I love basketball. I'm going to come with my dad, and we're going to come watch the game. My dad's going to yell at the refs, and he's going to ask why you know the guard's not penetrating and kicking it out to the wing. And that's my dad, though. My dad was a basketball coach, so you know that's 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 what it is. But you know the the 30 year old nurse that works over at Vidant who's had a hard day and wants to come and have a good time when she gets off work, do an after work social before the game. Exactly. Like I was talking about, you get, we've got the beautiful practice facility with the hall of fame right there. Mm -hmm. You got the perfect place right there. You bring those people in and I'm telling you what, we're creatures of habit. If you get those people in and uh, with the product that Dooley has in the, and by the way, guys, I know we've got off topic with the game, but Dooley promised us, when he can't took the job, we have to put an exciting brand of basketball on the court. Those guys, I'm telling you, this team this year, I was telling my parents watching the game with me this afternoon, this is one of the most exciting basketball teams I've seen uh, at ECU in a long, long time. I, I really I love the style of basketball. Um, no offense to Jaden Gardner, but I thought we put so much emphasis on Gardner uh, but now we have a situation where it's a team and they're it's excited. It's it's very exciting right now. Yeah. I mean, 
especially these weeknight games. I know Saturday games, Sunday games can, can be a little bit more. I'm mean, right there. I mean, let's bring Black Street in and sing No Diggity because No Diggity. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Penny Hardaway, the Bible of Penny Hardaway doll was in No Diggity. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that's probably me thinking, you know, a little crazy, but that is just stuff that we've got to do, especially these weekday games. Like, hey, Power Happy Hour from five to seven. Three hors d'oeuvres and two dollar beers, and wherever wherever we want to do that, you know, free wings and two dollar beers. Get them in there. Get them over to the game. Once you get them in that, and once you get them that halftime, I mean halftime, that pregame party tailgate, whatever you want to call it. Once you get them there, they're not going to leave. <laughs> they're not going to leave. They're not going to come there and then just go. You know, once you get them there to to the gym, they're going to stay there at Williams Arena. Yeah, I mean, a Tuesday night game, let's do Taco Tuesday night. All right, Taco Tuesday. Come on in. You know, it's it's $2 taco or a dollar tacos and a dollar drinks. $2 Taco Tuesday for we're playing, you know, whoever. You know, we're playing Cincinnati or we're playing, you know, UCF or, or something like that. Like, that's yeah. the stuff. You know, UCF, UCF did a. They would always when they had Taco Fall, and they always had a. Oh a, yeah, ta taco yeah, ta yeah, yeah. Right, Taco Fall, yeah. Yeah. I, I like what John Gass had to say. Uh, former baseball great, make it fun like at halftime events. Mm -hmm. Stuff minor leagues have done to make it so popular. A little harder at um, at basketball games, but imaginative minds can make it happen. You're right, John. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for all you did to for Pirate Baseball. He's right. I mean, um, that's a guy from. Uh, Major League Two. Um, yeah, he, I know he. Uh, we've had him on the show, but that's the thing right there that's missing is stuff that, just like you said, a lot is out of the box. And when you do the same thing, it's like the de definition of insanity. We're doing the same thing, but we're expecting different results. And uh, when we have, like you said, when I was talking about the Latino community, the African-American community, there's all kinds of things that look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I do. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, Craig. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him 16 bars telling him how to do this right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no doubt there's like when we had it um, homecoming, um, when you have like some Parmalee when they did the halftime show, that and they did a um, pregame they did a great performance there at the Pirate Club mm -hmm. level. I mean those guys are all alums of East Carolina. They grew up down the road from me. Um, and they love, they, they bleed purple and gold. And when you have stuff like connections like that, and the, those are the countryside of things. And of course, when they were in Greenville, they were more of a rock band, but that's a whole nother show, as they say. But, uh, but you've got, you know, people like Parma Lee, you've got a lot of, uh, hip hop artists, you've got different genres of music that you can do, you know, that, that way we can definitely attract the different, uh, walks of life. Yeah. I mean, do, um, you know, like I said, we have the Adidas connection. I mean, I mean, listen, we can get Adidas stuff. When I was DJing during the Mo era, I was DJing football stuff. I, mean, I got one right here. I, mean, I, got, I got so much. The Adidas rep sent me so much stuff. I mean, I got, I got wow. ten sweats. Yeah, I mean, I got sweatshirts, pullovers. Yo, the Adidas work your Adidas rep. You know, like. We've got, you know, we, we need to, I'm sure we could get 
a thousand, you know, first thousand people get an old school Adidas, you know, ECU Adidas, you know, shirt with the old school logo and put the ECU on it, you know, do things like that. You know, people are not just going to come. I mean, this is, this is not a, this is just not an ECU problem. This is, this is a world, this is a worldwide problem. Like there's so much other stuff that's bringing, grabbing people's attention. You have to do different things to bring people into the fold. And we have to get it. We have to get a mat. We have to get creative when you when you do those when you do those things. Um, you know, like, water water. I mean, you know, <laughs> give away gas cards. Give away. I mean, listen, I, I, I got a lot. I've been in radio for 25 years. I got a lot. Of, me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a lineup of stuff I've gotten to get listeners. OK. I mean, I've got, I've done everything from gas cards to lottery tickets to whatever. But we, you know, we have to be able to really concentrate on that. And every, and once you do it right a couple times, the way we're set up social media wise and digital, it's going to go. You know, it's, it's going to go. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I just think that. To your point, uh, to your point, Pays, you know, targeting the students. Um, Sup Dogs is such a oh huge, my huge deal. Oh uh, my partner with Sup Dogs, um, you, you know, to give away whatever, whatever you can uh, work out a deal for, um, you know, something like that. And then the other top places that students frequent in G Vegas. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you ju- you just that's I mean, use your partners. I mean, use your um, you know, use your. You know, Tulsa, go- I mean, we, we play at Tulsa. I was going to get, re- get, get ready. No, Tulsa comes on February 26th at four o'clock of the hurricanes. You know, put do something since we're bringing the hurricanes in, do something that is around that like oh have a happy hour with hurricanes yeah i know it's gonna say <laughs> i don't know what i don't know about abc laws but it seemed like that we could put something there and the, like i said have i don't know if you can have a cat i assume you could have a cash bar there at um there at the practice facility but get people used to coming there like you said the happy hour having uh food uh enter any kind of entertainment have different kinds of entertainment um, there's all kinds of things just and the students um i i i really believe the students we're not doing as good a job to reach it maybe i'm wrong but no we're not no we're not we can we could get we could do a whole bunch of stuff to get the kids there i've got some friends i went to college with a friend i went to high school with who daughters or sons are in east carolina right now i have no clue about basketball there's nothing now i will say this joe has to step up on that side. Kind of like Bill Herring did. Bill yeah, Herring was BMR, awesome. To that. BMR, yeah. yeah, Cliff has done on the baseball side with the Cliff Cab or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cliff, Cliff's yeah. Cab is awesome. Yeah. yeah, and but Joe, and I know Joe is, Joe's a basketball, old school basketball guy. I mean, this is the way he lives and breathes. But if you're wanting to expand it, um, 
and and we all love Coach Logan, right? We all love Coach Logan. But the thing that got Coach at the end was the world was changing. It didn't change with it. And he didn't want to have to do those Pirate Club events. He didn't have to do all those social events. He didn't want to have to get out and do that stuff. You know, God bless Ruff. Ruff did a tremendous job with that. Ruff was at everything. Um, you know, that's where we've got to be different. And Joe, if he's wanting to grow the program, he has he's the president and CEO of the basketball program. And at the end of the day, if you're the president and CEO of a company, right, marketing falls under you. And you've got to be able to market the program. Um, you know, Joe's not active on social media. Um, I mean, you don't have to do Will Healy at Charlotte and do uh club what what do they have club club lit. Uh, club lit. But that was brilliant because it put you in it put Charlotte football uh, on the radars and folks that had no clue about it. So I'm not telling Joe to go jump up and down and, and, and play some EDM music, you know, in the in the in the locker room or something. But what take, I'm saying is Joe off Petey Pablo. Yeah, yeah. I mean Petey's a per, I mean, there's a perfect example of somebody that would he's from Greenville. Right. He would come down and do something. I mean, yeah. th those are perfect examples of, 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 of things that, that, that you could do. I mean, Brett does Brett does it at Subdolls when he does the, the spring concert. I mean, I mean, I do it at ECU homecoming. I do Friday and Saturday night events. We, we you know, pre-COVID. <laughs> we sold out every Friday and Saturday night. I had everybody there from Chris Johnson to, you know, I had every alumni football player, you know, in there, you know, but we marketed and sold it that way. And so I think we've just got to do a better job of that. And I think Joe has got to step up on the marketing and social media side because he's the face of the program. He's the you know, that will be the program. And not only that pace, but we, when we talk about our event, you know, for the kickoff to basketball, um, that could be our fun. We need a fundraiser for basketball, too. I don't think. Do we do one? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with the baseball, unfortunately, I didn't get my baseball banquet tickets fast enough. They sold out very quickly. And so that's the thing. Thing. Why not? We have. Why don't we have something for for basketball? Because there's a lot of basketball fans out there and they're people that. Love ECU would, would go because it's an ECU event too. Maybe they don't even care about basketball. And I see I see Mark there said maybe the social aspect is not Joe's makeup, and that's a fair point. But the program is not at a point where Joe cannot address the social media aspect. This is he's not Nick. I don't Nick Saban doesn't have to be on. Uh, Nick Saban doesn't have to be on Twitter and social. He don't have to be. You know why? You Nick Saban is is a consistent winner every year, and they've already got sold out games. But when you are in a situation where you're trying to grow the program, you have to use every aspect to grow the program. And if and Joe's, you know, and what's crazy is Joe's a, like Joe's a cool dude. Like he's a very yes. likable guy. Like, and I said when when they first hired him, I was DJing an event out of Winslow's in Greenville, and he came out with uh, he came out and um, and hung out with somebody. I guess he was interviewing somebody and they just came out and hung out had you know had a couple of beer and they were just eating or whatever and joe was joe joe talked my head off that night like you know what i'm saying he talked my head yeah. off like and he's very he's very sociable and very approachable um, but, 
or very important. And I see Mark said should have thought for you. Hire well, it, it, if Joe is not that guy, then he's got to have somebody on that staff. Is well, it? And listen, as as crazy as as freaking Bruce Pearl is, and he does probably yeah. some shit. And, excuse me, some stuff that is not legal. Um, the thing with Bruce is. They ain't no man going to market that program like Bruce. You know, Bruce take his shirt off and be in the Auburn, you know, fan section with Cam Newton jumping up and down. I mean, he did it in Tennessee too. This wasn't new. Can you see uh, you know, so, in the boneyard with <laughs> with his chest painted purple? Hey, I mean, hey, tell <laughs> whatever Joe it whatever takes. it is we got to get. Whatever it is we got to get done. Um, and and Paige, you were talking about the. I'm sorry, I was just going to say you were talking about social media. I mean, if you look at between all the great students we have, when you look at, you could have a street team, you know, you and I are radio guys, you can have students that would help you. You have, uh, you can hire somebody to be your social media person. Kind of like when, when you want to write a book and you have a ghost writer, cause you don't know how to write a book, do mm-hmm. the same thing for social media because. Well, EC- and ECU football does a hell of a job on social media. Yeah. Like, why can't we have that same thing with basketball exactly that, that, that's what i don't and this goes back to commitment so if you're going to do the same thing for football and get it we know football drives the bus they in the front seat we get it but if you're going to do it for football and you want your basketball program then you better get a, a person that's either a social media as good as a person in football or have a person at football do do that one too because whoever's doing that they're, they're doing a hell of a job you know so you Have got to be able to, yeah, you got to be able to, you know, promote the program. Dude, we got, we're in a basketball star state. We've got great, our graphics are good. We've got a great logo. I mean, people, we got good uniform. I mean, we've got it all there, but it's just like, it's like basketball is an afterthought sometimes. And I just don't, not get it on the winning side, but. You know, you got to change your mindset. I took over a radio station one time. I had a 0.5 rating. Oh, 0.5. 0.5, which is terrible. It's awful. And and they had struggled for four or five years. And I came in and changed the mindset. You know, they were they felt like they were losers. Like, they felt like they were losing. And and Mark Callaway had a good point. They said everybody has as a customer. Yeah. And that's what I told my staff. Everybody's a customer. We have to present ourselves in the public differently, and we have to work twice as hard than anybody else. If if NC State is working at ninety percent, we got to work at one thirty, um, and we got to do everything. You know, we got to do everything that we can. And I just think that, you know, I just think we have an opportunity there. And I'm not telling Joe he's got to change himself. Well, I'm telling Joe is if you want the program to grow, there's certain things you're going to have to do that you're not doing right now and not off the basketball court. Yeah, like you said, and obviously the Pirate Club Armadas uh, are part of his contract and uh, part of where he gets a, a large uh, sum of his money. But at the same time, um, you know, Coach was very approachable and when – when I've spoken to him, uh, my dad and I spoke to him down in Charlotte a couple years ago, the last time we had the Armada. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with his personality at all. That's not the – No, absolutely I mean. not. Absolutely not. No, I mean, you're right, Dave. I mean, <laughs> Joe's a nice guy. I got a picture of Joe 
the day I graduated college, Joe's on crutches. I've got it up in my in my own. Joe's on crutches because he had knee surgery in '97. He took a picture with me and my mom and dad the day I graduated college in my wow. in my cap and gown. Yeah, like Joe's a. I've known Joe since 1992 when I came in for my summer visit before I started college in the fall. And Joe and them were recruiting a friend of mine that played at James Madison named Ryan Colaserto that I had grew up with and that ended up playing at James Madison. But him and Marty McGillian, they were trying to get me to get Ryan to come, <laughs> come to East Carolina. And, oh, uh, and Eddie Payne, Payne – say it again? I just said uh, Ryan Kulaserto, uh, he was like Kent Kaluko uh, a couple times against us. He, he absolutely killed us. Oh, yeah, Ryan, absolutely. Ryan, Ryan lives in Virginia Beach. Him and Lefty Drizelle are actually uh, neighbors. They live in the same neighborhood in Virginia Beach, him and Lefty. Oh, wow. Um, but, oh, I'm a huge Lefty fan. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's – but that's like we have to – Joe is a – Joe's a great coach. It's just that to grow the program. And if they promised him some stuff that's not happening, then they need to make that happen now. You know, if they promised him some things that is not there, you know, and this is the only thing that concerns me about John Gilbert is, you know, had a year at Southern Miss, and he was at Tennessee under Hart. You know, and Tennessee was at a point, too, at one point where they were tearing, you know, they had to re rebirth their basketball program with Pearl. I mean, the only thing I knew about Tennessee basketball was the women's side, you know, on the men's oh, side. Yeah. yeah. And they had Allen Houston at one time. That was that was like the person I remember. But I need yeah, I mean, John to understand that basketball is needs to be important in East Carolina. Yeah, if we want to yeah, everybody's talking about power five. Well the biggest football fans should be basketball fans because nobody would take us if our basketball program is terrible, you know, um, unless no, we were no. winning 11 and 12 games every year, maybe they would, but that's how we, that's honestly how we get to quote, quote, I hate that term power five. Our basketball program has got to be top notch. That's the one when you look at football, it's going to be fine. Like you said, baseball, we're ranked in um, one poll has us number eight in the country. Perfect game has us 13th. We're fine, and, and a lot of the Olympic sports are doing well when you look at track and field, different ones. So it just comes down really to men's basketball. That's uh, we need to put love into it. And we do, and it even comes down to a concession thing. Like baseball has the best concessions of anybody. I can get a steak sandwich at a baseball game. Basketball, like we need to have different ba basketball, like, we have stale popcorn. Yeah, like, and that goes to just the commitment Yo, side. Bubba. Like, you know, I mean, that goes. You know, it's like, you know, I just don't, I, I just don't understand it. And 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 it's, I know it's frustrating for Joe too, probably, that some of this stuff is, you know, and, and Joe's a basketball and he's worried about the product. Well, Joe's improving the product. We just got to improve every everything, you know, everything around. It. So. And pays their people on staff that that's their, I mean, I know like that's their job. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude, the stuff that's off the court. And so in Dewey's defense, you know, maybe that's some of the stuff, but I would just simply say there's so many students out there that would kill for the opportunity. You know, that when we were there in the nineties, man, we wanted to be, I wanted to be on that station so bad. WZMB uh, zombie radio. I wanted to be on that so bad. There are a lot of kids right now 
social media so huge and they mm-hmm. could take that for their resume and say, hey, I helped Joe Dooley rebrand basketball. We did this. We did this. We did Absolutely. this. That helps them get a job basically out, outside of college. So I was going to look and see. Let me see how many. Dave, I'm only, I was only half serious about the popcorn comment. I'm kind of joking. But at the same time, uh, the point Pave makes is definitely true as far as comparing it to baseball concessions. And, you know, you look at it, guys, a lot of times uh, there are so many of the concessions in Minji's that aren't even open. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you another thing. And I understand uh, the university's predicament there as far as uh, as far as workers and, you know, money, et cetera. But, man, that's that's embarrassing, too, to have a have a smaller arena, one that has so much potential. But at the same time, you, you go in and what kind of impression does that does that send when you see concessions closed and you have one or two concessions open and then you have people from the upper part of Menji's having to run down the steps to the lower level yeah. to get. And I know that because my dad uh, had, we had our nephew and uh, my son Riley with us a couple years ago when we, we either upset Cincinnati or somebody else, maybe SMU. And we had to go down to the lower level concession stand to get, to get our son, uh, I remember that. I remember that. So ECU basketball has 6,000 followers on Instagram. Baseball has 24,000. Right. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't know. I was going to see what ECU – what the football – football has 40,000. So (laughs) 6,000 followers. I mean, that should minimally – be a 10,000 10,000 followers like and you got to do stuff on Instagram to these kids man I mean hey follow us on Instagram give you a chance to win two tickets uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send you out to dinner for one night and a, and a, and a East Carolina Adidas sweatshirt just follow us yeah, on Instagram absolutely yeah uh, yeah there's all kinds of uh, things you could do uh, uh, when you're talking about that chance to win tickets you have that that Going back, you were talking about the pizza. Um, you can have different kind of um, – I'll tell you another thing, guys, that's huge is food trucks. Maybe we could have a food truck rodeo um, in the parking lot or somewhere, um, have people eat there, then come to the game. Uh, how about Villa, like Villa Verde, Jay with Villa Verde? Uh, they have like – I know Parker's Barbecue. There's different ones that, you know, they're inside the stadium now. Why not do the same thing for basketball? There are a lot of us that are – you know, we love food and we're foodies and we would love to have those uh, those options, you know, maybe have a way that we can. Like you said, how many families, you know, go to a local me- Mexican restaurant because of Taco Tuesday, like Pay said earlier. So, hey, now you get to come watch basketball and have Taco Tuesday kill two birds with one stone. Um, you, you partner with local Mexican restaurants and make it happen. Bro, I'm telling you, order two thousand poppets, ECU poppets, and bring the kid. Man, them kid, them, them parents will be out there with them kids like you wouldn't even know it. Like, right that's that. what I'm saying. We have to look at. We have to look at Petey Poppet with Petey Pablo from the <laughs> And you, but you have to. That's what we. I don't think we do. We don't look at what's culturally happening with the audience that we're not that we overlook sometimes we have to 
we have to get in there. We have to get in their shoes and understand what they're dealing with on a day to day basis, and 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 use that to create to create promotions. I mean, that's the thing that I think we continue to to miss. Uh, and, and and listen, Bubba, I, I say God bless Bubba for what he's trying to do for the Pirate Club because I get frustrated with those jokers. <laughs> and I've been frustrated with it for five or six years now because I was on the Pitt County Executive Board at one time. And I had so many ideas that they just continued just to not do. And it's frustrating to me that there's 4,800 and some members. Well, and and you've got over what? What's ECU got? 200,000 alumni, something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. reason. It's not like we're not, not even at 10%. Well, you know, the thing about pays is like when you have a private college, say like Duke, right, that doesn't have the alumni that we do because they only take, I think, 6,000 uh, students a year, undergrads. Mm -hmm. I think it's all they have a year. And we mm -hmm. have like 30 and <laughs> we have like 30,000. So you could understand why their numbers are not going to be as high as ours. Right. But I don't know what guys I don't know what's in the Iron Dukes, but I would guess they're even higher than us. And that's sad to think about. A small, not small when I say, I know they have a lot of money, but a private college like Duke and you have a public college like East Carolina that has way more. Um, but, you know, that goes back to what we were saying with the Pirate Club. And I had an honest and real conversation with them recently. So it's not like I'm, I'm doing that. But the bottom line is we're not doing anything right now. It's like everybody just shows up with work and I love them to death. I have nothing against them. I have no ax to grind. But it's like, we show up to work and we're doing the same thing every single day, same thing every single day. We're getting a paycheck. So as long as we're getting a paycheck, we're going to keep doing the same thing every single day. And they know how much I love them. I do. I'll do anything for my school. But it's frustrating when, for example, Kyle and I have talked about for years, pays about how for the Pirate Club, we should have events that are more like us, meaning there's nothing wrong with our motto, right? Nothing wrong with our mottos. But we could have different coaches like Kim McNeil will have a meet at Parker's Barbecue or there on the campus. We could do something with Kim McNeil um, to get her program or whatever the coach may be. We could have, you know, where it's catered. It's only like $10 to go in. The armadas and different things are great, um, a big event. But we could have smaller events there to help raise money or at least get the word out about our programs, a single coach, maybe have a really cool speaker. Um, famous person come in you know how they have like in raleigh with the sports clubs like durham raleigh they have sports clubs mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, have, yeah have it something like that where we could have yes. more of our people where we could have to keep the excitement of the fan fan base up my dad graduated from west virginia that's where he went to school wvu and the raleigh wvu chapter they're off the chain i mean they have events every they have something every week up here for them I mean, it's it's bananas. Like, I take dad over to they do care, you know, for a wait, they do Carolina L House over on uh, Wake Forest, over on Falls of the Noose. And it's packed in there. Like, it's packed every uh, golf. I mean, everything. My issue with the Pirate Club and growing is that if you go to a Pirate Club event and look at the look at the scope of who is at the Pirate Club event. It does not represent the diversity of the university. And that's my biggest issue with the Pirate Club. 
And it's not about black folks, white folks. This is about women. This is about more than that. It doesn't represent the diversity of the. And that tells me, listen, I can name 15 football players that went to school with me in the 90s that has never gotten a call from the power club. Ever. And they're not they're not NFL guys, but some of these guys, one's a doctor. They have never gotten a call from the Pirate Club. And that is just mind-boggling to me that you've got folks that are um that are in business doing you know superb things not in athletics, but are in, that played there and are doing things, and you have not reached out to them because maybe they're not – they want the NFL guy. You're going to reach out to Chris Johnson or – I mean, me and Vontae's had this conversation millions of times. Like, they've got – and Vontae's always going to support his school. You know, Vontae's a great guy. Leach is a good guy. He's always going to support his school. But when you look at a event, and this is – and this, and I'm just telling you, when you go to a fire club event, you tell me that, that, that that's diversity. You tell me the diversity that's in that, that room. The Black Alumni Association at ECU has 3,500 members. Wow. 3,500 members. Less than 2% are, uh, uh, less than 2% are a Pirate Club member. So if I'm the Pirate Club and I know there's another campus organization that has 3,500 members, what do I do, Dave? I I call them and say, let's do a co-event together yeah. and help each other out. Yeah. And what about the uh, the actual alumni association too? I mean, I don't know how many members the alumni association has, but I'm a member of that. I'm sure you are. Um, yeah. With Scott, uh, with those guys, they. I mean, I don't know what the they made it more of a free model now, which I'm happy about. But I don't know how many. I'm a member of it, and I wonder how many members there that we could also. That's another organization we could tap into to, to get more people in the pirate club. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, the thing is, we have got to. It's not going to grow, and it, it, that's just you know, and that gets back to making sure everything is growing because if we're not, then we're going to have. You know, and I hate, and I know there's ECU fans that have um, their thoughts about UNC, and and you know, I, I do at some point, but my wife is a Carolina graduate, so I've seen how they run their organizations. I've been to, you know, alumni events to different things to, you know, from from. Um, um, they take care of everybody from the big boys to the guy that's putting $500 a year and they offer him something. They all right there, right there. The top part of one here, they were better us at the bottom. They treat the same. I'm, and I'm telling you this, when I go to homecoming with my wife at UNC, it is a machine. It is a machine. I walked into homecoming and Rasheed Wallace is in there helping sign people up. Wow. It's a machine. And we've got to get to that point. 
you know, we've got to get to, you know, we've got to get to that point. Um, and until we do, until we start acting like, listen, you can, you can have smoke and mirrors and make sure that you can make it look like what, what it needs to look like. We got to start acting like it. We don't, we don't act like it. First thing I do at Menji's is rip them damn purple seats the hell out. <laughs> That's the first thing I do. If I ever did a renovation, I rip the damn things out. The purple seats are guarded like Fort Knox. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's like I don't give a I don't care about them purple seats. You see what Clemson did when they redid their arena? They ripped all this shit out. And they just made purple seats, they made orange seats for everybody. <laughs> From the top all the way to the bottom, it's orange seats. Yeah, you know that, that would look sharp if if everything was purple. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like we have to do that. We've got to start treating. You got to start. We got to start treating everybody to, and start to diversify this audience of East Carolina because this place is is the this, the 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 college the university itself is becoming more diversified. But we're not matching that up to the pirate club or to anything that we're doing marketing wise. We're going to the same damn well all the time to get the water, man. And the water's going to dry the hell up. It's going to dry up. And we got to get out of that. And that's the biggest thing that frustrates me with East Carolina. And I love my school. You know, I will fight for East Carolina on anything. I'll talk. People know me nationwide for doing radio stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I got friends that are in other markets. They'll call me, you know, a friend in California. I saw them Pirates playing today. They know me because I everywhere I've ever done radio and I always talk about my Pirates. But it frustrates me when we're not able to sink it in with these guys. You know, I just don't get what they I just don't get what they don't see. I don't see it on all they have to do is go to a damn event and look. And it's it's just, it's, it's it's sad. It's, I, I just don't. Get, and I, like I said, not God bless Bubba. Bubba sent the video out with you, Don. I was like, Bubba, God don't mind. I almost, I almost reached through and gave you a hug for that damn video because I thought that was, I thought that was, I thought that was amazing. Like, man, you don't. I, I thought that, that was amazing. Game. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was amazing to do something like it. And I'm thinking in my mind, if Bubba can think to do this, how are we not able to people that we're paying salaries to? Right. You know, my wife's in the. My wife is in the. Um, non-traditional revenue business. I mean, that's, you know, her whole life, that's all she does. She works for the central, for the food bank here in, in, in Raleigh, East, East and Central Food Bank. But she worked for March of Dimes before, and Heart Association, American Cancer Society, she worked for them all. But they had to come to a point at some time, me and Kendra talk, my wife Kendra talk about this all the time, they had to come to a point one time where they kept going back to the same damn donors all the time. And those donors, and, and you come to the point where you you take care of those you take care of those guys, but you just don't concentrate on them one hundred percent. You've got to get you've got to grab new folks and think new. 
some of these folks are just gone on a damn paycheck, man. And that that's pisses me off. That's what that's just what Elliot yeah, put up there. Right there, Elliot. Yeah, paid, we call those people it. paid pirates. Resume and builders, I don't, paid pirates. And with, with nobody, with no disrespect to anyone that graduated from another school that works for us. I don't people work at different schools that graduate other schools. That's fine. But you better have an East Carolina person in that building. Somebody that lived it, went through it, ate a cheesesteak at the galley, bowled at Mendenhall, walked downtown, rode the drunk bus back up to College Hill, <laughs> burnt their hand on a piece of Alfredo's pizza at 2 a.m. in the morning. There you go. Preach it. Preach it. That is Probably. what they've got to have. A, you got to understand what we do and who we are as East Carolina Pirates. And if they don't understand that, then they need to get somebody in that building that understands that. We need a, and yeah, and the very fact of you're talking about the very fact, let's uh, look at all the, you're talking about the letter winners. We've got thousands and thousands. We've got people right now, just like you said, uh, we've got people right now that could be reached out to. We think about all the, you think about non-revenue sports and revenue sports that are never called on. Um, you look at that you look at it, there's uh like i told kyle we are guess how we got started we we are we are teachers college right so yeah. we have our um there's many 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 women out there and some men that are teachers right so um you could have a teacher's part auxiliary of the pirate club there's all kinds of we could spend hours and hours there's many great pirates out there that have great ideas and i think that's what bothers me is there are people getting a salary and as long as they get a paycheck it's never going to change. And no offense, I'm not, but I just, that's frustrating to me. And they probably say, well, Dave, I'm working 12 and four. If you're working 12 or 14 hours a day and you're in Ward Sports Medicine Building, then, you know, you hear the term all the time, the proof is in the pudding. Then show us what you're doing, you know, show us what you're doing, because there's a lot of people out there. You, I was thinking about this last week at my job. I was walking down the hall and I said, you know, if I can listen to my fellow teammates and what's going on with our operation, right? Where I'm working, then why can't we have a listening party where people and pirate the pirate athletics look because pace, I know the state money, but look at the campus, look at the campus on 10th street. We're getting ready to have a, at the hospital, the Brody school of medicine is getting ready to have a, a new beautiful building. But when you look at our athletic department, it's, it's the same. You and I were around. Ward was was um, what maybe seven years old, six years old. Yeah, Ward opened in 1989. Yeah, so it'd been there like four years when I started. But it's the same, you know. It's a we've got a, you know, the like the old saying goes, guys, you're not growing, you're dying. You were talking about the promotions pays, and I absolutely hated it. My kids did. But remember a few years ago with Baby Shark, I can't stand that. Drives me nuts. But oh yeah, no, yeah. They're, they're I, got, I got a I got a six year old. I went right through the Baby Shark. Yeah, yeah. But there was like you could have a, you could have had a Baby Shark night. There was all kinds of you were talking about change with the times that made me think about that earlier. But I think the problem we have is nobody's willing. We are, but there's a lot of people there in the administration. They're not willing to look in the mirror and have honest conversations. I'm almost forty nine years old. I can't say 
oh yeah, I'm still look 21. I don't look the same anymore like you and I when we first met. Oh, many no, my years hairline, ago. my hairline tells my hairline tells me I'm not uh I'm not uh I just let it all as a little but but we've got to have somebody at the end of the day, we've got to have somebody that thinks and I know this is cliche, but it, it, think like a pirate. Think about what we've been through and where we're at and start to grow. There's people in that athletic department that still thinks it's 1985. It's not 1985 anymore. This university has become more diverse. This university has gotten bigger. This university has a footprint nationwide. And we, if we don't start addressing that, and the people that we're hiring for these positions, then we're going to keep running up against the wall. It's not going to get any better. There's a Netflix show called Friday Night Lights. The two producers of that show are East Carolina graduates. Yep. That's correct. Othello, I mean, uh, Otha Solomon and Bob Rose. And I saw them this summer. And we got into this conversation again. Have they ever been reached out to by the university? I bet not. Zero. About, Zero. Well, hey, Pace, how about the fact that we uh, we have a guy by the name, I don't know, Mr. Beast? You know, um, there's all kinds of stuff we could do with him. Hell, he's given, he was giving out the fairgrounds. He was causing traffic jam back around Thanksgiving. He was giving all those turkeys. And uh, sweet potatoes away. I mean, the guy is a daggone genius here in my local town. Many people don't know. There was a huge thing he did recently um, at the Ag Center. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but it was a big stunt he did um, local here in Williamston. But it's, uh, he's doing all kinds of cool stuff. That guy, you want to talk about a marketing genius? Oh, why, can't absolutely. We team up, why can't we team up with him? I mean, he's a no, great absolutely. Or at least bring him in to... You remember, you remember in the movie Elf where they brought the, the, the small dude in to pick his brain about the uh, with the book? <laughs> yeah. So they need to they need to line uh, they need to line Mr. Beast up in a room with the book in the conference room and, and find out what he's got in that book. No doubt, because I'm sure that with his, you know, with YouTube, with all the stuff we're doing now, um, you're talking about when you're <laughs> talking about Coach Logan pre cell phones. We have cell phones. We have all kinds of stuff now that we didn't have. When, when cell phones, when I was growing up, there was bag phones, and they were charging twenty five cent a minute. And when I wanted one here at Williamson, you had to do long distance. You had to call Greenville, and it was so expensive. I couldn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a cell phone till right after I graduated ECU, and Christmas of ninety five. That's what I got from Santa Claus was a cell phone. <laughs> Morgan so, Ayler's Morgan Ayler sold me yeah. my first. Uh, cell yeah, phone, yeah. southeastern cellular, where yeah. the Adam and Eve store is. It used to be the liquor store. The ABC store yeah. is on Arlington. That's who. Uh, that's who sold me my first. That's the one Coach Logan used to to lay in the Charlie Carr back in '95. <laughs> the flip phone that I had, the, the brick flip phone exactly. that I had uh, uh, back then. Um, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like Greenville is, you know, Greenville could be more diverse, but you know, it's getting there. But the you know we've just got so many we've just got so many alumni now that are doing great things that are not athletes and i think sometimes the pirate club how should i say this nicely without really i don't want to 
they think that if they're not a football player or they didn't go play in the NFL or blah, 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 this, that they're not reaching out to them. And I just don't understand that. Like, I just don't. Well, how about all the baseball players? There's all, I mean, all base, I mean even baseball. some of the basketball players that basketball, I Othello yeah. Meadows, who's my lawyer, he does all my radio contracts, is huge in the city of Omaha. Yeah, we the difference maker. Yeah, we ended up pays. We we talked to him, and uh, by the way, love you, Kyle. But he fell asleep on that show. <laughs> he was snoring oh, yeah. in the background as O was talking, but it wasn't because of O. But anyway, um, whenever we go to Omaha. We ask, uh, we're going to have a big, and you'll be there with us, Pace. We're going to have a big party at a sports bar. He was telling us about um, for the sports objective because he's that, you know, he's that cool of a guy. And in fact, Bubba, that's another guy we can, uh, we want to have back on. Neil Punt. There's all kinds of great basketball guys that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. University. We could go I mean, on and on. About and the, I mean, you talk about the main ducket. Talk about Scotty Robinson, who's now a police officer in the city of Salisbury, where he grew up. That's my hometown um, that is doing great things in the community. Like we got to do it. We got to highlight these guys and 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 use these guys to our, you know, use these guys to our advantage to, you know, to help them promote the program and promote the alumni. I mean, there's it's it's just like I said, it gets it gets. uh it gets it gets frustrating to me that we just continue to drop the ball on on some of this stuff, and it's like it's just like they're not doing. It's like they're opening a book and they're going to page five and stopping, and they never get to page fifteen or twenty to see what else is going on in the book. You know, yeah, it's we have like, Sandra. How about Sandra Bullock? We have. Uh, people chiming in about Vince McMahon, Norman Quick. Speaking of a great football player back in the day, uh, Coach, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I mean, you know, that's the thing is that we have just look at, um, and I'm not tooting, um, I'm not tooting our own horn, but look how many former football players listen to our show, view our show that we've reached out to. Bubba's amazing. You know how he is, pays. He's like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to ECU, Absolutely. and he's done done a hell of a job and we become close friends, but we've reached out to so many former players and Bubba, I know you make a point to ask them how many, let's ask Bubba this question. How many former players that you've talked to Bubba over the last four years have actually been contacted? I know you ask them by the pirate. Club. Yeah, I mean, I don't have exact numbers, but that's something that pays mentioned it earlier. Far too many, uh, a lot more um, say I've not been reached out to at all if i have been reached out to if you know i'm talking about people that have been out for 20 and 30 years and they're not being talked to at all or maybe once or twice in that 20 or 30 years it's just it's unbelievable and then uh you know a lot of these former athletes not just football players but basketball baseball olympic sports um they said thank you so much for what you guys are doing because we felt forgotten about it's, it's so simple and you're, you're always you're always going to have people, um, you know, that have a negative experience that do not give back. But you have so many more that do have positive experiences. But because, like Pays mentioned, because they're not a, a Jeff Blake, a Robert Jones, David Garrard, and you know, God bless David Garrard for he and uh, Mary giving back the way they have, Vontae Leach giving mm -hmm. back, George Coots giving back. 
George mm-hmm. Koontz is George Koontz is awesome. Uh, and definitely loves the Pirates and does all he can to uh, wave the pirate flag, so to speak, up there in Wisconsin and wherever he goes. But um, yeah, far too many uh, that have just been just th- I mean I don't know and what the right word is just um, just not reached out to and not made to. I mean, look at I mean, not made to look at important. Look at Kevin Walker. Y'all got us an advertiser. I mean, Kevin's, oh, yeah. geez. I mean, look at the success that he's had in, in, in the business that, that that he's in. I mean, there's, there is. Yeah, right there at the top of the screen for those viewing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kevin, I like, man, I've got to know Kevin the last, you know, four or five years when we do our alumni homecoming. Listen, Power Club could come to one of my alumni homecoming events that I do when I have 700 people in the building. And they're all alumni, at least like at least seventy eight percent of them alumni, and they could rack the hell up. And I and I tried to do that with them five six years ago, and they just don't want to think outside the box. I mean, there's we, we've got a ton of of folks that are successful. I mean, I got a as a friend of mine my name's Gwendolyn Cooper. Um, she's from Farmville. She. She married Deke Cooper that used to play for Notre Dame, played in the NFL for a while. She's an East Carolina alumni, owns a lot of properties in Atlanta, um, does stuff with uh, Warwick Dunn to do the – she does the stuff with him to build the houses. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, for the for the thing. I mean, there's a great example of somebody that all they had to do is dig a little bit. You know, you know, she, she's a she's – a, She's a proud East Carolina graduate. I mean, the new, the new, uh, the new police chief for Apex, North Carolina, up here. His wife, Selena, ECU graduate, went to school with me. Selena Coleman. Wow. Very active, you know, very active in the community up here. Um, you know, so there, there, you know, there's, there's, there is, uh, there's def, there's definite things like that. Um, that, Let's have a military you know, appreciation night for for basketball. <laughs> same oh, same way, same way same way we do for football. Yeah. Um, it's you know with Minji's uh, seventy five hundred people. I mean you can you have a military appreciation night and get a lot of troops. You know former veterans and or, you know veterans every veteran. Area. We could do a hell. We could do a game where every veteran gets in free, like they do at uh, Golden Corral. You know every yeah. veteran gets in free. Every member of the military, if you have a uniform with an ID or you have a former, you know, get let let them get in free. Because I'll tell you what, um, those people won't forget that kind of the thing that's great about the military is you do stuff like that for them to show your honor and, and how much you appreciate them. Those are some more um, great point, Bubba. Those are some more great people that we love on the show that those people, they don't forget and they'll keep they're loyal, man. They'll keep coming back. And that's exactly oh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. They will, and that's what we get back to the thing we, Bubba and Dad, we were talking about earlier. All you gotta do is get them in one time, right? Y'all ever seen American Gangster, the movie with Denzel Washington? Oh yeah. You uh the uh Frank, what was, what was the, his his character? The blue, was, um, uh, the blue whatever, whatever he called his little peel, the blue thing. That's what he did. He gave him a good product one time, and they kept coming back. And that's and that's the same thing we got to do. Like Blue Magic is what it was called. But we've got to show these folks a good. It's it's purple it's purple magic, Pace. Purple, purple magic. magic. 
And it's common sense. It's if anybody's been in any kind of business and you're starting up a business or you're in an entertainment business, and I've been lucky enough to be on the radio side, I've been a promoter, I've done, you know, all this stuff. But sometimes you just have to give it to them for free and they'll come back. They will come back if you show them a good time. I mean, listen, one thing I would tell you, Troy and Jonathan at Pirate Radio did that was tremendous that they ever did was when they started throwing those free Pirate Radio parties. Because you know what it did? It brought all those people in, but they were able to garner relationships and get ad dollars from that. All those ticket outlets because of sponsors. And then you show yeah. people a good time. They came in, they drunk, they ate, they heard music. And then so when they went to hit them up next year to do some ads, they were, oh, yeah, I had a good time at their club party. Yeah, I, I have it. Listen, that was one. Look, listen, I DJ that thing three or four times. Like, like that thing. It was, you know, Troy and Jonathan, that thing was beautiful what they did because it, it, it knocked out, you know, it did two things, helped the brand, but it also brought in people that didn't know about them. And that's what I'm saying. Bruh, what would it do if we did one game where we let everybody in for five dollars? It's not going to. It's not going to hurt us because you already got four thousand seats. It's not filled, and 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 screw pissing off the the season ticket holder. I don't care. Okay, I get it. You bought season tickets, and now you're mad that somebody's selling five dollar tickets. Get over it. It's for the university. Call it fan appreciation night, Pace. Yeah, I mean, get over it. Take your take your take your egotistical hats off and put them to the side. Leave them at home. And then let these folks in for five dollars, church folks, uh, community organizations, local high school. Bro, we should have a Farmville Central night at East Carolina basketball. Yeah, do that. Do that for a lot of the uh, area schools. We should have a Kinston night and invite all the good players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, it just, I mean, you got like, and you got people like Phoenix Evans, you know, Phoenix is, uh, you know, proud Kinston grad. I mean, use the relationships you already got built in. I mean, you know, use those, you know, use those relationships, uh, you know, and whoever made that comment earlier talking about they don't know how to talk, they only talk to the top, not the bottom. I mean, that is the summary. That is a great summarized comment of exactly what it is. You can't, hey, and that's the thing is that we're not taking. Sorry, Dave, but um, this goes along with what Paige just said as far as talking to the top, not the bottom. Uh, I was talking to a Pirate Club member this week. <clears throat> this person ranks in the top five to 600. They've been in the Pirate Club for 45 years since they graduated. They've been a season ticket holder in all three major sports, uh, you know, the three big sports, so to speak, that we sell, you know, the season tickets for uh, on the men's side of things. And, you know, with football, they've been a season ticket holder for right at 45 years for uh, basketball and men's basketball, the same thing. And then in baseball, right at 25 years. 
and they said they've probably heard from uh, heard from folks in Greenville about maybe four times in those 40 to 45 years. The only person that I know over in that building that has um, that has garnered relationships and has tried to work on doing anything is Big Guy, Matt Maloney. Big Guy is awesome. He's the only person. Let me tell you something. He had an alumni football thing one time up in the the spring game up in the uh, club suites, and uh, me and my dad was walking around. I I didn't play football these times. My dad didn't either. (laughs) Here comes Big Guy. Here, man, let's go pass. Go pass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know that's that that's big guy i mean that's that is, that is but we you know if we're gonna not have nobody in the seats already and dave you made a good point what's the what's the it's not costing you to give those seats away when they can come spend money other places yeah it's like you know and i, I just don't I don't get that, and I don't get what they're, you know. I have, you know. That, listen, I re, I re, I rejoined the Pirate Club this year for the first time, and my dad did. And I'd been gone. I've been out probably three or four years, um, and I re, I went ahead and rejoined it this year because I felt like. Any, but I'm a new member that came back after four years. Have I been reached out to? Nobody welcomed me back. Nobody called me. Nobody said I didn't get a welcome back letter. Hey, B. Hey, Brian. You know. Yeah, m- missed you. Missed you. And gr- great to have you back. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, you rejoined because you love the pirates, bro. That's when my wife, when my wife and them lose a donor and then they come back, do they send them a whole package? Yeah, they do. They send them a whole. Package. Oh, no, that's, I'm laughing because I'm because I, I know it's true. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that you know, and and that's the thing is that um, with our fan base, uh, you're stating facts. And the one thing that drives me crazy is everybody that knows me knows I'm not a UNC fan at all. But when you see somebody doing a good thing, then it doesn't mean that we're Tar Heel fans because we adopt some of the things. You know, that would be like us, like if we want to into our practice facility, if we go to Alabama or Clemson, it doesn't mean that we pull for the Crimson Tide or or the Tigers. We're going to two of the biggest programs in the country on how they built their indoor practice facility. Right. So if you see somebody doing a cool thing and it's a great idea, don't just discount it and say, oh, well, it's the Tar Heels. So we can't do that. If they're doing things the right way, then our fan base does that all the time. If I wear a red shirt, they think I'm a state fan, you know, on this on the show or or at a baseball game, you know. You know like, anyway, let me tell you something. I went to a UNC uh uh two or three years ago, I went to a UNC game with my wife, and we were walking by the Carolina Club, which is real exclusive over, you know, UNC or whatever. And we were walking by there and, Rams Club, baby. Yeah, Rams Club, yeah, and then <laughs> so we we walking by and the and the lady knows my wife from college. She was you know one of the event. we're not Carolina Club members, not, but you know what they did? They they invited my wife in and fed us and gave us some drinks. You know why? Because they wanted my wife to join, but they just didn't think. Oh, we're just gonna call. They showed my wife a good time and showed me a good time. Hell, I was about four or five drinks in. Shit, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you know, you're like, hey, you know, you know, Kendra, if that's what you know, this is your you know university. If that's where you want to join, you join, you know. But they just didn't assume they were going to call us or or something like that. They gave us the experience. I mean, they had Maggianos that day, Dave Richmond. Maggianos. And I'm half Italian. <laughs> they were trying to get to my heart <laughs> with some chicken parm. <laughs> well, the very fact, and, and that's, uh, here's here's the other thing I hear, um, Bubba, I'm sorry, I'm going to make this point and then throw it to you. But the very fact, the very fact, I hear this all the time. They People say to me, Dave, we don't have the money like you. And say, well, guess what? If you are you telling me that with the, we've always done more or less, number one, number two, it, if you walk around campus in the 90s, whatever, now the students are friendly to each other. That's one of the things I love about ECU. Everybody got along. We were all like pirates. There was what I'm talking about is hospitality. We're good at it, right? But I don't understand why we use that as an excuse of like, oh, we don't have money. So that means it's like an excuse because you don't have to do anything. Yeah, and, you know, Dave, to your point, uh, as far as <clears throat> reaching out to better winners, um, you know, perfect example of that 1978 Independence Bowl team. And, and, you know, we thank the world of that 1991 team, and rightfully so. And it should be uh, noted, uh, I mean, very frequently as it is. But um, we've also had other good teams, I mean, <laughs> 78, 95, and a lot of other examples. Mm -hmm. uh, just for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through and name every team, but um, you have teams like 78 and 95 that are, you know, kind of left by the wayside. You don't, you don't have the recognition for them the way you did that 91 team, or or maybe even the 83 team. But yes, I mean, the 96 team, team was 25 years old. 96 this year. going eight and three and not getting a bowl bid. We beat we beat Miami at the Orange Bowl. We beat like Miami why, at the Orange Bowl. Why are you not recognizing um, these things like that? It's just beyond me. And and the thing is, Dave, you mentioned money. The things that we've done, you know, reaching out and developing relationships with these people via social media. Uh, there's a very you can probably count the ones that I actually knew on one or two hands. I just I reached out via social media and had them on our show. And, you know, rekindled the good old days of talking about their experiences with East Carolina, and they absolutely loved it. So that has to be done to build those relationships. And it's, it's stuff that doesn't cost money. It takes time, and time is money, but, but it's, you can do it without, you know, your financial resources. Same thing with that 1978 party that we had at Professor O'Cool's. Uh, what do we spend on that? Literally, probably. 500 bucks max as far as the, the, shirts, the shirts we gave away and maybe a few other things, but we yeah, spent, we spent 300, 300 on the shirts recognizing one of East Carolina's best ever teams. And those players absolutely loved it. You know, coach Mike Houston, Steve Shankweiler, et cetera, attended it. And it just, and coach, Houston had, Marshall. coach Houston had the opportunity to have that conversation on the, on the phone with Pat Dye before coach Dye passed. Yeah, that's one of our uh, – when we have our show in March of well, four years, March 1st is our anniversary. To me, that's got to be – I mean, that's got to be one of our best moments uh, that we've ever done. And the 1978 team, you know, it was funny because, uh, Pays, they were talking about in 2018, 
well, we didn't want to have you. The excuse was we didn't want, basically they were, um, they were going to honor the 78 team. They said, but we didn't want to have you to football game because in other words, the crowds were by that point so bad, but I was saying there's many different ways you can honor that team. You should honor them that day. Um, but that team, you know, one that, I mean, the independence bowl back then, you know, pays the, the independence bowl back then was huge. It's yeah, not a bad bowl. now. Games. That's because there were 15, 15 to 20 bowl games <laughs> instead, yeah, instead yeah, of 40, yeah, 44. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, yeah. There, 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 yeah, there wasn't as many bowl games. So there was, yeah, I mean, believe me, I went to the 1983 Blue Bonnet Bowl with my dad. Remember the Blue Bonnet Bowl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> West, West Virginia was in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. I went with my dad. Oh, my dad, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my, like I said, my dad's a West Virginia grad, and he talks about going to the, you know, 74 Peach Bowl at West Virginia played the NC State. And, you know, and, you know, those bowl games at that time in the 70s, when you went, when you got invited to go to one, it was a, it was a huge, uh, huge deal. I mean, they, they, They've dropped. I mean, it's 2022, and the basketball team. We are 30 years from the last time we went to the NCAA tournament. They should have something for those guys this year. Yeah, because you know why? Um, if we start doing cool stuff like this, um, in addition to, I know we've been on the show, on the air now with a show for two hours, but. Um, instead of being defensive about things, understand that we're not like, it's not shock jock radio with pays Bubba and Dave. It's a matter of, and the, all the people listening and viewing, it's a matter of take, listen to the feedback you're getting because what you're doing is not working. And that's they the one that they need me. to, they need to stop talking to the Ruth Chris guys and go back to the Logan steakhouse guys. And until they do that, they're not going to be able to grow this, this this entity. They've got to start talking to the average fan. The average fan is what drives the boat. The, the, the big money folks are going to be what they are. Listen, and I use radio references because it's what I know, but a salesperson that treats Bojangles who spends 30 grand a year at a radio station, but also treats the thousand dollar person that has the local restaurant is the salesperson that's going to be the most successful. Amen, brother. Because they treat them. They don't treat them no different. Everybody has different budgets and everybody in life goes through different times where they have different budgets. You know, you might have a kid going to college. Your budget's going to be different than it was 10 years ago when they weren't in college. I have a six-year-old daughter that's in Girl Scouts, plays soccer. She's in everything right now. My budget's a little different than it was three years ago. You know, by the way, I'll be selling uh, Girl Scout cookies. I'll be putting Hey, bring it on. Bring it on here, yeah. <laughs> got a good new thin mint, and they got a good new uh, brownie salted caramel. Okay. Come on up here, yeah. Come on, we'll sell them on the sports <laughs> event for you, brother. Um, but that's you gotta. You just can't assume that there's there's people um, there there's people that has people's life changes. They they go from being my life. Listen, twenty years ago, Dave. I'm in. I'm getting. It's Saturday night. I'm going to the club. Do a live broadcast on radio. Okay, 
It's 2022 right now, and I'm going to go downstairs and watch Chicago PD for a couple of hours before I go to bed. Okay. <laughs> you, and I, you and I are both in the same boat, brother. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I want to do. But our budgets change, our money change, our life changes, but they keep assuming that they're going to keep going to this one, you know, one whale. I keep saying whale. They're going to keep going to this one whale. And I just don't, I don't truly understand it. And maybe it's because I'm an East Carolina guy. Maybe that's why I understand that. Maybe that's why, you know, I'm well-rounded. I'm a well-rounded East Carolina guy. I work for Charles Bloom. You know, I worked at the SID office for Charles Bloom for two years. I worked at East Carolinian. I worked at the radio station. Um, I'm a proud guy that understands. I mean, I interned, at, you know, I interned with Brian Bailey and, and you know, I was on the first football Friday night staff back in 1995, the fall of 95. I still have my dad still has his Pepsi touchdown Friday jacket that I gave him from 1995. So I've been around culturally around a lot of different things that are tied to my university. So I see what uh, a, a white guy is thinking about East Carolina, but I also see what an African American guy or ladies thinking about East Carolina, and we're all at the end of the day, we all are proud to be East Carolina alumni and proud to be East Carolina graduates. And the Pirate Club is having a hell of a time getting these two folks together. Right oh, yeah. now, it's like this. Right now, it's 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 it, there. We're in ten thousand different places. We all have the same thing. Bubba has the same thing that anybody else has that wants their university to do well. We all don't have to agree on everything in the world, politics or whatever. But right. at the end of the day, we're all graduates of East Carolina and we care about our university because our university, East Carolina made me. OK, it made me. I don't every time somebody I've been in. <coughs> four or five different, you know, national publications for radio being interviewed for different things. The one thing that I always say in these interviews is that I learned how to be a man and I learned how to be a radio person at East Carolina University. I was a 17 year old only child when my mom and dad sent me to East Carolina in the fall of 1992. I didn't turn 18 to the third day of class. Okay. I was at Bell Call with no air condition oh on God. College Hill, watching Jerry Stackhouse get dunked on at the basketball court beside Bell Call. Watching, we called that the NBA courts. If you played on the college courts, the college courts were by Tyler. The NBA courts was that you had to you had the ball to be able to play on the NBA courts. You know what I'm saying? That you had a Rico Hines and Chuck Jones and and and, and, and things like that. You had to, you had to play, but. That's where I, I I I ate at Raggedy Jones Hall before Todd, before Todd Hall was there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's we gotta have somebody in that office in that building that understands the culture of East Carolina and understands what the average East Carolina person is thinking of. I don't give a damn if they from NC State or Alabama or you know you know when Confer brought all these jokers in from everywhere, wherever they were. None of them understood East Carolina. 
That's why they were not successful, brother. And that's why they're not successful. You have to understand the product. You have to have had to live in the product at some point. I don't know nothing about country radio, country music. Okay. Yeah. I I, yeah. I'm sure. I, 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 I don't. I, I don't. Not mad at country music. I've been over country music radio stations in my life as a as a VP. But the thing is, I had somebody on that country radio that understood the format and understood the lifestyle. They understood it. Now, you put me on a throwback hip hop station, or urban or top 40. I understand the lifestyle. I'm good. But you throw a news talk on me or something. Oh, I don't you know, I don't Hey, sports. I'm good. But they don't have that person that understands the culture and the mentality of the average East Carolina fan. We are not a. Bougie. We're a blue collar fan. We're blue collar, man. East Carolina is blue collar. We work hard. We 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 we're not given anything. We we have to fight for everything that we get. And until they have that same mentality and do this the right way at the pirate club, and just stop going to, you know, the the the, the guys that have been cutting checks since they were since the King Sandwich place was down on 14th when they used to meet there they called the Greenville Mafia back in days to meet there when they stopped going to those guys and respecting those guys what they've done for the program but understanding we have to grow it because you can have both That's you right. can take care of those guys but you just leaving the other guys completely out and it's just it, it's just a sad situation that it continues to go. It's like Groundhog Day, and I'm Bill Murray. It's just we wake up, and it's the same. It's the same stuff. It's the same. We're going through the same stuff, and they've got to change it. They've got to get diverse, and they got to get to thinking that, or it's going to die. The Pirate Club is going to die. Well, you, you look at it now, Pace. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what year this was, but we, we peaked in the Pirate Club about, 8,200 or 8,300 donors this year, we were right around 5,000 donors and maybe not even 5,000 donors somewhere between that 4,500 and 5,000 mark. And, you know, you're still raising the same amount, maybe even more money, but you've lost anywhere from 40 to 45% of your membership. And you look at it, some of the things that I've heard, um, some we've already referenced, uh, some we have not. And one of the things we haven't is, the young grad pirate club, a young grad pirate club member, their first year out, you can join for free. So you, you get them joining for free. They receive a $250 credit year two, $50, $200 credit for a $250 gift. And it progressively works its way up to the normal $100 gift in year four. And even when they're giving uh, that, that, um, normal pirate club the minimum level of a hundred dollars they're still getting an additional 150 tacked on in year four for that 250 dollar credit i've talked to so many both current uh athletes but primarily former athletes that are just out and then also uh, just general students who are just out or uh they have not been talked to they they're totally unaware that they can join for free in that first year they haven't had they have been I haven't talked to obviously all the sports, but uh, I've talked to several sports, and they said, to their knowledge, they haven't heard from anyone, uh, you know, from the pirate club. And, and they're not. 
Bruh, let me tell you something. If I'm the Pirate Club reading day, the day before exams, for all the graduating seniors, I'm writing five points out downtown. I'm putting a stage up. I'm putting food trucks out there. I'm put, giving them something for free. I'm putting something out there. And I'm signing their ass up is when they're in there having a good time. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard. But you think about it this year, any idea, Dave, on, let's say, the um, the, between the spring and winter commencements, how many new new grads do we have of East Carolina? Uh, Uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I have to look that up. I mean, I mean, barefoot on the mall when they have it. I'd have a booth out there signing kids up. Sign them up for the students. Sign them up for the people that are about to graduate. And it's just, it's, it's just, if somebody that, and this goes back to Dave and Bubba and people that are listening, it goes back to these folks not understanding the culture at East Carolina. And I don't have an opinion on John Gilbert. Um, I I will say that I think John Gilbert's safe. I think that he there's a in in, in radio in my industry we say there's there, there's a guy there's there's two people in in radio there's the guy that's going to get pissed off and you know slam the book down and say this is the way I'm want this is the way I'm thinking or whatever but also there's the guy that says. When, when the big boys say that the sky looks extra blue today and that guy goes in and says, yep, it's extra blue. It sure is. They're going to agree with him. They're never going to disagree with him. And I don't think John is a bad guy. I just think he's just, going to, he's just not going to buck the system. You know, you go back to the Boston college deal. He's not going to call that ball. I'm the AD. I call Boston college's AD and I'm in his ass. Not caring, but John has, aspirations outside of East Carolina that he's not going to buck the system. Right. And, and, and uh, I have the number for the grads. Spring commencement 2021, 4,200. Winter commencement, 1,800. So right there you have 6,000 um, wow. new, new grads of East Carolina University this year if you do what Pace is talking about. I'm sure you're not going to get everyone, but uh, – Say, say your number. Say your number is fifteen to twenty percent. That's say your number is fifteen to twenty percent. Yep. So, and at that percentage, you know, you're looking at, you know, right around twelve to fifteen hundred um, new pirate club members, and then in year two, if you have that that fifteen hundred people, you know, the main thing is that you're getting them involved and uh, getting them to understand why they're important. But then, let's say you have fifteen hundred people or so contribute 50 bucks or you know that, that's seventy five thousand dollars you didn't have in the past and the main thing like i said is you're getting them involved and getting them hooked on being in the pirate club and loving east carolina university post post-grad yeah i mean, I mean they, they got to start throwing young alumni events in major metropolitan areas where our alumni is instead of throwing events for people that are already in the damn pirate it makes no sense to me. You can do both. You yeah. can throw the armada and 
and and butter up whoever you need to butter up is continuing the money. But the day before, you probably need to throw something else to get people. I'm sure the you know, I'm sure you can team up with the alumni and the alumni association or any of the alumni associations. There's, I mean, there's the Native American side of the alumni association. You know, I don't think people understand. Like, there's different parts of the alumni association. There's a Black alumni association. There's I forgot what the Native American, I think they call theirs, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but there's different portions of that. Like, yo, start tag teaming these folks, man. Like, start understanding that. And I, start understanding, of, uh, you know, what they're going to, because, yo, 4,000 or 5,000, if you add 1,000, if you can get 1,000 undergrad, if your average is six thousand? You said about six thousand, Bubba. About yeah, a year. Six six thousand is what we had this year. Yeah. So if you can get fifteen percent of that, which I don't have my calculator, but I know ten percent would be six hundred percent would be nine hundred because twenty twenty percent is uh, twelve twelve. Yeah. So if you could get fifteen, if you get nine hundred, and you do that five years straight. Right you know, at 5, it's 45, it's 4,500 people. You're back to where you were at your peak. Yeah, and, there, and there, you know, Pace, you were talking about that very point about our blue collar. Our fan base are people that take showers after work. And, yeah. we, need to, <laughs> and we need to uh, focus on those people. Like I was saying, you look, there's nothing wrong with Armada. Look, I've been to many of our Armadas. They're fantastic, but we need to have a sports club kind of like it's only $10 to get in, $15. You get a meal and a great, you know, like when we had, like if it's Tim Tebow come into town, like when the, for the Autism Society with Kyle Robinson, when they had like um, those famous speakers like that come in, why not mm -hmm. have him see if he'll, um, if he'll come and talk to members of the Pirate Club. And then you have those of us that feel more comfortable maybe going to a, I don't know, Parker's Barbecue or, Maybe well, having something I've seen the research, and like I said, well, my wife works in the NTR, and I've you know I've I've been around her long enough to know these galas and stuff are played out. You know, they were having one of the places my wife was working for was having problems. You know, dealing with the galas and making money and getting support for stuff. They threw a food truck rodeo and knocked it out of the park because the young part of the they which the young part of what they were trying to get is donors and people to be committed they don't go to these gallons and stuff no more. Man, I mean I hate to say that they just don't do that they go to food truck and beer gardens man I mean that's what they do they go to games and drink beer and go to food trucks and drink wine and go to wineries and I mean we got so many dang wineries in this in the eastern part of the state Duplin and Seven Springs up here in Raleigh and, and it, all these. I mean, throw an event at a winery. You know how many women would come to that? Duplin Winery is a sponsor of, of the Pirates. They're yeah. the guy. He's a graduate. Uh, the the young. What's his, I can't think of his name. He's a graduate of East Carolina. Yeah, it's <laughs> like go down there, throw an event, and listen. You know, and that's how you start to diversify what we're doing. You start to, you know, you start to do different things and think outside of the box of what we're trying to do.
People power nation don't like to drink pace. What are you talking about? Going to I mean, <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah, I mean, I've done listen, I do we do alumni events um for I throw parties all around the nation when ECU's in different places. We've done DC, we've done, you know, Birmingham, we've done Atlanta, Charlotte. I mean, I mean, I had, you know, when Charlotte when ECU played South Carolina in 2010, I threw a Party of Friday night, an event in downtown Charlotte. I had twelve hundred people in there, man. Wow! I mean, and and seventy percent of the ECU folks. I mean, you know, Terrence Barnhill, who's a friend of mine, who I don't know if Bubba knows Terrence, but Terrence, well, is, I recognize the name. Terrence is the head of Bacardi, and he's an East Carolina graduate. He's the That's head pretty. of he's hey. the head of North and South Carolina Bacardi for this, for. And I asked him one day. He could have been reached out to. You know, yeah, we need to get Matt. Matt Cemento on the show loves rum, so there. <laughs> there it is. I mean, get Cemento a bottle sent, and, yeah. and but I mean, you know, if I if I and my business partners is like three of us are throwing these events, and we're getting, like I said, ECU homecoming, we're getting six seven hundred people. I mean, we throw a tailgate at Drew Steel Center for homecoming. I bet you we got 3,000 people over there. Wow. Easily. I don't know. Drive by a homecoming. Drive by Drew Steel Center at a homecoming and see that parking lot. I mean, and look at that parking lot. And it's folks like, like I said, and we get a lot of folks. My friend Andre Taylor, who is, you know, he's a doctor. He's, you know, went to East Carolina. You know, I mean, we don't reach out to the divine nine, the African-American fraternities and sororities of East Carolina. You know how much alumni they got? A lot. Yes, sir. A lot. I mean, I mean, you know how much alumni they got? I mean, do we even reach out to the, the non the other fraternities and sororities on the campus of East Carolina? The non, I mean, do we reach out to, I know a couple of them had some issues in the last yeah. <laughs> year or so, but do we, do we reach out to any of those folks and team up and do events? If you don't have money to do, if you don't have money to do certain things, and you have to think outside the box and do other things, to to um, to figure that out, and I just don't know if I just don't understand why those guys are not doing that. And I'll uh, I'll, I'll never I'll never I'll never understand that. <laughs> I'll never understand that. So. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, is because um, what we're doing on the show is a perfect example of it's not coming. It's coming from love. Um, if I have a booger in my nose, I hope you guys will tell me, you know, uh, if you're not doing things the right way um, or you're not changing with the times, like like you're talking about, Pays, is the fact that look at this show. We started out, we were recording uh, our show on uh, my my uh, Apple, my Apple phone, my iPhone, right? And look where we are now. We didn't stay the same, did we? Um, no, Bubba, you can't, you can't. Yeah, we can't. We couldn't stay the same. We've been looking. We're always looking for different ways to improve our show. We take feedback, emails, calls, different things. People reach out to us all the time of different things that we can do for our show to make it better. And that's what that's that's what's missing is that you have to have people that um, are willing to listen. So you're basically is listen to your customers because the fans are the customers. And, you know, we have a, we have, 
I brag about our university all the time. I said, man, we've got the best fan base of anybody on the planet. You can, you can be, I can be on a ship going to the Bahamas and, and I have my pirate stuff on and people say, go pirates. I can be around the world. People recognize me because I have a pirate. I don't tonight, but I have a pirate shirt on or a hat and they say, go pirates. And I'm not anywhere near Greenville, North Carolina. So we have the best fan base. We've got a lot of great people working there. Um, but when it comes to fundraising fun, you know, um, I know we had to take, I'll just say this. I know we had to take some hits we did because of COVID and some bad decisions before the current administration, but I don't understand why we're not spending money as far as getting quality people in. We have some at a pirate club, but we need to have people in there like legendary status people. Um, another person that uh, I'm not sure she has a degree, but she went to East Carolina, Sandra Bullock. Um, there's all kinds of people yeah, like that, that I love her to death. She's one of my favorite actresses. Not only is she a great actress, but she went to East Carolina. There's so many people like that. We could just go on and on and on of East Carolina graduates that look at Curtis Thiemann when he does those interest videos. He's a friend of ours now, and he loves our show. Um, there's all kinds of videos, cool stuff you could get him to do. Um, we could go on and on. Hollywood, you know, what we call Wilmywood down in Wilmington is big. There's a lot of alums down there. I mean, there's all kinds of people that will but give, but guess what? They're not going to give if you don't ask. It's like asking someone out on a date. They're not going to just say, I want to go on a date with you, <laughs> you know, um, but if you don't ask yep. them or if you're a politician, you're running for a campaign, you better ask them for your vote. Ask them for the vote. I need your support. Ask them for the vote. If you don't, they're not going to vote for you. Um, so, And not simply anyway. asking, asking, but, uh, you know, and doing those things to build that relationship and uh, and make them see that it's not just you wanting their money and that it, right. that, that you truly you know care about what they did for East Carolina University and its athletics program and uh, or that you know making them like pays his reference multiple times uh, make them think about the times all the excellent memories they had in downtown Greenville or other places in East Carolina and make them connect to their past. Um, and just, you know, you got, you got, yeah, you got, you got to set When I throw parties for alumni for ECU homecoming and thing like that, our whole marketing plan 30, 45 days out is we start tapping into their hearts, man. Like, you know, do you remember, like I talked about it, you know, do you remember eating a cheesesteak at the galley? Do you, you know, remember, you know, doing this or doing that? Do you remember when it was steak and shrimp night at Jones Hall and they gave tickets out? You know, you could only get some in the football players would try to get my extra tickets. You know, do you remember? I mean, there, there, there's things like, do you remember substation downtown? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you remember when, you know, uh, you know, you walk across the bridge to the Texas two-step back in the day? Do you remember? I mean, like tap into that. When, when you can tap into the emotional side. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter pie. Yes, yes, yes. Do you do you when you can tap into the emotional side of someone, you can get them in and um, you can get them in in and hook did you did you buy a cheese biscuit at trademark on 10th street <laughs> oh, yeah. you, know, you know what i'm saying did you 
you know, did you at two thirty in the morning were you ordering uh something from Miami Subs? You know, what oh were my you god, I love Miami Subs. <laughs> Me too. Many nights there, many nights. But tap into that. You know, did you tailgate where the where the you know track and field is now? You know, did you tailgate? Is that where you tell Did you walk across to the Pirates, the little Pirate Mini Mart, to buy your beer where McAllister's is right now? Yeah. You know. You know things like you have to tap into the motorcycle. You gotta get creative. You, you, yeah, you got to get you got to get creative. I mean, like when we do our events, our events are basically people that graduate from 1990 to 2002, and so we tap into anything that was going on during that era in East Carolina, and and for people we we want people to come back and spend money with us, and there's a lot of people that don't come back every homecoming, but. We've been successful to get them back by tapping into the emotional side of it, you know, tapping into that. I'll tell you what I'm committed to do. Two things. Number one, um, I would have to work overnight tonight. I'm not going to sleep, but uh, that's how much I love this school. Um, we didn't play it. We thought it was going to be a 30 minute show. We're at two and a half hours, but I tell you what we're going to do. I want you to come back on with us oh, absolutely. Um, anytime. anytime you want, but I'll tell you what we need to do. <laughs> there you go. Um, awesome stuff. Thank you, Mark. Um, <laughs> movies, yeah. But I'll tell you what we need to do. On We need to have, I, I, I've told this uh, folks for since 2018, let's do a whole show on the Pirate Club and let's bring the Pirate Club folks on and let's have Pirate Nation. If you're watching tonight, listening, I, we want to get your feedback, your emails, your comments that you guys do on social media. You're awesome. And I want them to hear that because I tell you, there's a disconnect. I don't think they realize. I do not think they realize. They may tell us they do the lip service. They don't realize how many people they're missing. And I appreciate that's why we've gone this long. That's why I need sleep and I'm not getting sleep right now because it's that important. That's how much I love my university. I really do. So, Pays, brother. Well, hey, I appreciate I, I appreciate y'all, man. I, I, I've been a fan. I mean, I think, you know, what y'all have done with this thing is um, – Y'all, y'all, y'all moved strides here in these four years. So uh, you know, I've been a fan from from the beginning. So um, it's it's a good thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you very much, and you're welcome anytime on overtime. Whenever you want to come on, we're gonna do that. One more one more thing for the spring game. For the spring game, let's invite every single football player that we know. Let's have them come and be there. A part I've said that many years. Have a big. Maybe we have B pays to do a um, thing that night for them. Let's have a huge reunion for the football players. I don't care if you played in 1973. I don't care or the 60s. I don't care if you played currently. Let's have all those players come back. Think about how cool that would be and one big football party for spring. Uh, if it's April 9th, the 16th, whenever it is, let's do it. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Whatever we, whatever we have, we already. We already uh, I already have a set of them that we do that weekend, regardless that we can add on right. to everything and do do. Uh, we have a lot of former football players. Larry Shannon's coming back this year. We have a lot mm -hmm. of guys. Emacs coming back this year. I talked to him oh, yesterday. Wow. Yeah, so we have a lot of former guys that are uh, that are a lot of guys are coaches in the fall, so it's hard for them to get back in the fall. Yep. But in the spring is when we have. I mean, we'll have we'll have a ton of uh, Mitch Galloway or we'll a ton of folks. So, all right. Well, Bubba, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, B-Pays. Thanks to all the people listening and watching. 
And uh, we'll get out of here, and uh, we'll be back with you soon right here on the Sports Objective. Pirates lose again. We, we were talking about the, the game, 78-75 to Temple. Let's keep it rolling. one 800 ecu Get your tickets or ecpirates.com. By the way, baseball deadlines on Monday. Good night, everybody. Go Pirates. All right.